Today on the program, nobody hydrates a pizza like you, Mom. It's Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> yeah, these the weird little shuffly little Borat shitty, thing, the big shoulders moving back. In and fact, forth. that might be close. Maybe I, did I rip <laughs> off the Borat thing? Well, it I think be. it's just well, uh, the the bop bop, the oompa part yeah, of it. Oompa. Oompa. Actually, uh, oh, I don't want to confess on me. I, that, when we were recording that, you were like, "That sounds like something," and I figured out what it was. But we'll talk about that off air. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Edit point. Um, <laughs> hello. And welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. And with me, as always, are the sports almanac to my multi-billion dollar empire, Lois and Brandon. How's How are you guys doing today? Oh, what was that? He was saying, how's it hanging, McFly? How's it hanging, McFly? Uh, Today we are talking, of course, about Back to the Future Part 2, 1989, again directed by Zemeckis, again written by Zemeckis, and that Bob Gale. That Bob Bob Gale. Gale. Just sitting back there on the stool, milking that tea. I'm Bob Gale. I'm Bob I am Gale. running for president. Oh, my God. So he's from Russell, Kansas, right? Ah. Bob Dole, Russell, Kansas. So whenever, like in high school, whenever we played the basketball team from Russell, uh, and they went up to do a free throw, we'd always say, Bob, 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 for each bounce, Bob, Bob. And then when they finally shot, we yelled, Dole. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my class got a whole lot of, uh, I can't remember, there's... Article 2 violations, something about, like, the NCAA sports conduct rules or something. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, like, something written in the high school sports rule book about how to conduct yourselves, and we got a lot of violations. And you couldn't <laughs> say, you weren't allowed couldn't, to, like, like you're chant. not supposed to taunt and shit, yeah. And that, that fell under And we had, like, taunting. little masks we'd hold up with, like, Bob Dole's face and stuff. <laughs> Dude, that's that's that funny. Bob Bob Dole. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that bo- funny. does that bother them that Apparently, they're being called Bob Dole? I, I guess. I mean, what the fuck else is Russell Kansas going to be known for? Bob Dole. Bob Dole. What's up, Bob Dole's? I'm Bob Dole. Bob has, has to always have that pen. Bob, like you guys are like the pen. Yeah, the, Bob. The, the seagulls. Bob. 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 Oh, yeah. Bob. Mike. Bob. 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 Dole. Bob. 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 Dole. <laughs> yes, we were very much like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo—that's that's the one. That's what you're going for. Yeah. Um, Bob Dole. So yeah, but Bob, Bob Gale Dole. instead. Bob Gale. <laughs> I like how we went into all that. <laughs> uh, so we've got pretty much the exact same cast. Everybody we talked about last time, with notable ugh, notable exceptions. We've got Elizabeth Shue playing Jennifer, as opposed to Claudia Wells. You know why she was kicked uh, off? Yeah, her her mom got diagnosed with cancer, and she stepped away from acting to to be with her mother. Did so she, she didn't get kicked off. She she stepped out. Okay, that's a bummer. You know. Yeah, I'm but sure her mother was like, "You should do it." We're gonna we're gonna need that money. Cancer treatment's expensive. What the fuck are you doing? I assume she lived because of that. She didn't make that money and go over there and help her. Yeah, I assume she lived. The mom? Yeah. I have no idea about the mom. I know that Jennifer 
Oh, Jennifer. Claudia, sorry. Sorry, Claudia. Did eventually return to acting and does like indie films and stuff, but she never okay. got like back into a Hollywood. Like she stuff. had like a huge role in. Yeah, she had the, the one role. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even that big of a role, but it would have if she would have, especially if she would have stuck around for the sequels. Like that probably would have turned her into something. But instead, we had Elizabeth Shue between this and Karate Kid. Maybe she was. Man, like, Elizabeth Shue. Maybe she was booted off. Like, we don't know. Because, like, women didn't like the fact that she just allowed her man to look at those two ladies' bums. Maybe. And all and she was just was like, just oh, like, you. Okay, well, I love you anyway. This is not what I would have done. You should, you should leave your job right now. Yeah, yeah how dare you stand for that? Uh, no, uh, the other exception here is Crispin Glover did not return to be George. Well. Well. Well, Biff. Well, I... Well, I, I think that I'm fucking crazy, and so I'm not going to return for anything we've seen about <laughs> Crispin Glover is the man certifiably insane. Or he just thinks that it's all pageantry bullshit and uh, kind of. I, th- I can't tell if he's just making fun of it all. I think he's a big fan of Andy Kaufman. I, I think definitely he's a big Kaufman head and loves just doing it's weird Kaufman-esque. shit. Kaufman-esque. 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 Uh, but he was pissed at the ending of the first movie because monetary gains and stuff is is how they viewed success and a happy ending like and he he had issues that the McFly family would put emphasis on that instead of I don't know you know him not being a pushover or just the characters changing it was all about the cool shit they had and uh so then they were going to make his part smaller and uh pay him a lot less and he threw a fit about that so then they kicked him out completely then how did you feel about the second one, this one, where it's about using which the, the knowledge of the, the past, future? And seeing how the, all that corrupts you, you probably would have been into that. He would have been like, well, I... I well, I hate to say I told you so, but <laughs> I told you so. Well, Crispin, uh, you got to understand, yeah. this is... It, no, this I... Go, Crispin... To understand the bit we're doing, just watch any interview with Crispin Glover ever, and he literally just laughs and stumbles over words. Occasionally he will say a sentence, but he doesn't ever really get anything across. But So they didn't have Crispin Glover come back to play George McFly. Um, Instead, they got Jeffrey Wiseman. Jeffrey Wiseman, and they put, like, prosthetics on him and then, like, did things. We'll talk like he was hanging upside down on one point and it's just the random stuff, so you couldn't really tell it was not him. I can't let them um, think I'm a chicken. But then at the end, when they're back in 1955, they did use, like, some footage or basically, like, they were definitely using his likeness and he sued them for using his likeness without his permission. Like, so you you kind of squeezed me out of the movie altogether, but you're still using me? Like, that's pretty fucked up. So, so in those scenes where, uh, where it, like, you know, uh, it was, like, back at the dance, I know this is farther mm-hmm. on, but how did, they they didn't film two at the same time, right? No, okay. it was four years later. Okay. So, yeah. and and they didn't reuse footage. They had to refilm. They reshot it. No, they reused footage. They some, Maybe some, but, some like, they footage. had to rebuild the... The gymnasium. Mm-hmm. They had to remake all the costumes, except for Leah Thompson did still have one of the dresses, so she was able to have the same dress. But instead, like in the first one, we talked about how it was at Whittier High School, and now it was in like a food court or something. They just dressed up to look like like they had to completely rebuild oh, and okay. recreate the whole thing. That's what I thought because uh, 
during the the gym, the dance scene when he's playing guitar at the end of the first one, I, I remembered him being a lot more sweaty when he got yeah. done playing. And, and then on this one, he wasn't. He just, wasn't that just sweaty. Wasn't he just kind of like casually walked off the side stage, and that's not how it happened in the first. Yeah, yeah. but I think like they did cut in some of the footage because like the the dancing around and the power slide, even though we see it from a different angle, so they must True. have reshot it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there were there had to be some things that were just brought back over but maybe they did the old forrest gump trick they they could have but i don't know how much of that technology was around and, and it is the same director so he's doing this in it. 89 he's like doing forrest gump he's like well i remember i have no idea what robert zemeckis sounds like <laughs> so he's just going to be standard but i remember back and back to the future too us doing all this stuff so let's do it here now he's drinking dr pepper with lbj with three presidents or i don't remember <laughs> which one he told he had to pee but uh, I think he showed LBJ yeah. his butt. Right? Uh, Kennedy was uh, the one that I believe he said he got to pee. He says he has to pee. Yeah, because LBJ <laughs> was after Vietnam, so it would have been LBJ when he bit me right in the butt talks. I, I like, I like to see, see that. that. Okay, flash the front. <laughs> God, God damn, son. God damn, son. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, he sued a bunch of people and they he dropped the lawsuit after they settled out of court for $765,000. He was only going to get 100000 to be in the movie, oh, so pretty good move. Yeah. He won that and one. He definitely. Uh, so they decided, decided it would be cheaper to pay Crispin than to go to trial. And then this SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, subsequently introduced new rules about the illicit, like using actors and using their likeness and, and stuff. And uh, I remember reading about this in the, some of the Rocky sequels because Apollo dies in four, spoiler alert. But uh, when he was like, Five, well, five we all want to forget about, but in Balboa, he's like, there's a lot of flashbacks because he's old now and looking back over his life, but there's absolutely nothing about Apollo Creed, even though he's a pretty big part of four of the six movies. Uh, it's because Carl Weathers was like, nah. Nah. You, 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 Just nah. Are you talking nah. about Carl Weathers, the one that you Maybe throw, you got a stew going. <laughs> that same that, one. So, <laughs> maybe you got yourself a stew. The part of the, the super handshake from Predator... He's like, how the much you got? Meme? Oh. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then they try to out tough each other mid handshake. Yeah, yeah. So what were you trying you're trying to quote or some Carl Weathers reference? I don't know. Arrest uh, development still? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You got two you got two thousand dollars? Well, that's exactly that, what yes. it costs to take the, my the, course. The exact same Carl Weathers, yeah. Uh he refused to allow any of his stuff or any of his scenes or anything to do with his character. Number five. And even in the Creed movies, they, they bring up the character's name, but you don't ever get any, not even a single fucking picture of Apollo anywhere. They don't want to pay him. You can't so even all draw of that kind of stuff is because of Crispin Glover and Back to the Future 2. Thanks a lot, McFly. God damn it, Crispin. <laughs> and he just takes a 760... Oh, he's right, laughing all at the us. Way to the bank. I was hoping to get it up before he hit the button. <laughs> uh, 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 I can't, is, he, is he gagging? Is he laughing? What's happening? Uh, that's definitely great acting because as we know how he laughs now and it is nothing like that. Uh, so anyway, that's the whole story between Crispin Glover and Universal Pictures. So we all speaking of, we got to We get the new Universal logo oh. where it, like you get the cool trumpets and the, the, the words Universal spin around like orbit around the earth. And then they still give you the old one. Yeah, they're like, well, hey, just so you case, know, make it's sure conditioning you for the. For hey, the what do you think about this one? It's like it's yeah. like a soft open kind of situation <laughs> yeah. in here. Well, for all the ones that get mad if we didn't yeah. Yeah, keep yeah. this old one, there you go. 
<laughs> Someone in the theater fucking slams our popcorn down. What in the hell? What is this shit? What is this new streamline logo bullshit? What's well, this? Back in my day, we took pride in our production company logos, and I won't stand for this. <laughs> Where's the manager? Dad, just dad, please just sit. Dad, stop. No, I need a refund right now. Will you explain to me what, why, what would you, why, why you want to... Why is this trumpet fanfare well, graphic bullshit? Well, Biff, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the new logo that we're trying, Biff. I prefer my subtle, understated, universal logo that, that just, well, just sir, sets up on screen and then moves right into the picture. I don't need you drawing attention away from the movie... To tell me about your production company. Sir, you're just going to have to calm down. Also, when I slammed my popcorn down, I spilled it on my jeans. So I'm going to need you to clean that. (laughs) I I spilled this beer that I brought (laughs) into the theater. (laughs) Who spilled? When that car hit me, I spilled beer. Oh, my God. Uh, Sir, we don't even sell beer. It's the beer (laughs) that I brought in. It's the principle of the matter, son. (laughs) So, uh, this movie. Oh yeah, Universal apparently put this movie out. Um, we get we get the like the little timestamp or whatever on the bottom, right? We, you know, we know that we are in uh, Saturday, October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five, and it's just the end of the first movie. But obviously, they had to reshoot it because we have Elizabeth Shue now, and not Claudia right, Wells. They had to reshoot all that stuff, and. Uh, so like I mean it's 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 essentially the same thing. They 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 glossed, they paraphrased it, you know. We don't get the You look like you haven't seen me in a week. Uh, uh, well, well, I haven't. We don't like they just oh hey, you're here. Cool. All right. Oh, doc. Oh no. Okay, and we're gone. Like it's they really buttoned it up. Like Christopher Lloyd doesn't exactly recreate himself either. It just whatever. Got it. Moving on. Trying to say we we left we left you right here and we're just getting your eye back into it. And so we get into the future, and I love how they immediately have, they already have, like, lanes of traffic, even though they're flying. Yeah, I thought, I was like, what what the fuck, why You can go anywhere, right? You can go in three dimensions, and you still have to go down these two dimensions. That's ridiculous. Put yourself in it, because they talk about traffic jams a lot in this movie, even though people fly. It's... I, I'm sure all played for a like, gag. Like, if anything, but. the lanes, like, would be horizontal or vertical instead of horizontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of each other. So and there's still, like, stoplights and stuff and everything. It's just, I, I well, you know, they got to regulate it somehow. Well, Biff. We got to regulate. Well, well Biff. Biff, we just have to be sure and try to keep it safe, well, Biff. Biff. you know. I, you wouldn't want me to get a, a ticket, would you? What? Well, no, no. Now, would I, you? I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want that. I got to be able to turn it in with my own handwriting. <laughs> Uh, so Jennifer's like, oh, we're in 2015. Oh my God. Uh, we're married. We have a big wedding. We blah, blah, blah. And she's all excited about the wedding. And so doc like fucking men and blacks her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking flash the thing in her eyes and just knocks her out cold. I thought the same thing about <laughs> men in black. I was thinking, was this maybe a little nod from the men in black to back well, to the future? Well, men in black. Yeah, they, they totally, I did. Obviously, this they fucking went doff, do- little, doffing them caps, little hat. Back at back to back at back to the future. Um, also, the point of this uh, was because they didn't plan on making a sequel at all. Like that whole open ending was tongue in cheek, sort of making fun of how movies 
would always leave themselves a sequel. Like, if this is successful, we need a sequel. Because we know we're going to pump a sequel out for all sorts of shit. Mm. And they at no point wanted to or intended to. Like, it was... It was a gag, you know? Like a a, a little fuck you, sort of. Uh, so then they're like, oh, fuck, we got a sequel. Well, we never would have put her in the car in the first fucking place if we had planned on there being a sequel. Now we've got this fucking character we have to deal with that has nothing to do with the storyline we want to deal with. So we're just going to put her So they sleep. just fucking <laughs> knock her out and just leave her in a fucking alley amidst <laughs> a pile of garbage because we don't want to deal with her. Hey, by 2015, I mean, they're kind of right just with the amount of homelessness. as nothing out of the ordinary. They just fucking leave them laying around. Yeah, and no big deal. The cops are, cops are all right. They deal with her and they fingerprint scan, take her home. And we'll get there. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah. there you go. Uh, so it's also funny, like, Doc, it's pouring rain. Wait, oh, wait five seconds. And then the rain stops and he has a line. <laughs> It's too bad the post office isn't as efficient as the weather service. Because <laughs> now we can control weather. We got, was that Harp? Uh, yes, Harp. Harp. Not, not in the movie, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the weather controlling, the way the government's controlling the weather, right? Uh, yeah, so supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, no, they, yeah, they didn't bring that in the movie. But now we regulate the weather, so we know exactly when and where and how when long and everything, gonna what's going to happen. And or I, able, I just to, think or it's able to predict it to a T. Well, I guess there's a, I, I I was thinking more we've learned to harness it, but yeah, maybe we're just better at predicting. Thinking it. predicting, yeah, yeah. I I kind of saw it as a he was just looking at his watch and he knows that oh it rains every Wednesday from this time to this time or whatever. Like or it he was could a, just be fucking with him because he's already seen and or he's already been there. He's been there and he goes he knows exactly when it stops raining. Could be, but weather. Yeah, then he wouldn't have a line about weather service. He'd have a line about I was here last week or something. He can literally have like lived fifty extra years since the last time we yeah, saw him. Yeah, he could have. He could have uh, been we, jacking we don't know, off because he also has a line about he went to Leah Thompson. He had like re- rejuvenation or whatever, yeah. so he doesn't look older. Um. So yeah, I guess if that technology exists, he could just live as long as he needs to. Um, Banged a bunch of history chicks and like pulled a off. Bill and Ted and got the got the princess babes. Sixty nine, dude. Sixty nine. Really, meow. 69, dudes! How is that just one of your clips? <laughs> we we uh, we pulled it out for uh, our 169th episode. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. So, so you just last had week. it loaded up. Yeah. I, I happened to be the one to bring up fucking Bill and Ted. Yeah. That's right, yeah. dude. Wow. 69, dude! Yeah, okay. 69, yeah, we, all dudes! Right. You guys excited for three coming out? No. Yeah, I'm pretty... It's like I was excited for Dumb and Dumber uh, two. 2. Yeah. Blech. Or Anchorman two. Been, it's, two. Been, it's been too long. Just yeah, trying to mess know. with it too much. I don't know about it. It may yeah. be good. I'm They've, sure I'll see it at some point. But it, maybe it's they not a uh, good they'll learn their lesson from. They'll finally the, write that fucking song. Because you know what was good was um, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. I couldn't make it through it. What? Well, that's the thing. You have to you have to go through it to see the uh, the little ending. It's all about the ending. It's all about that. The that's what. That, that's all what ties the, it together. So it really ties the room together, the whole movie together. I just was like, this is exactly Jason or Jay looks like shit, and the whole shit with his fucking daughter. I get it. First off, Kevin Smith's daughter, your dad's directing. That's the only reason you're in this, but you can't act for shit. <laughs> and if you could just tone down the needless rebellion, I just I like shut the fuck up. I got so tired of her. You're not my dad. Ooh, but I am. Just a needless fucking. That's the. I think that bullshit. was the point of it. The whole movie to be as yeah. silly as it could be, but the ending is pretty good. 
Is it? Maybe I'll try it again. Hey, I just fucked up. Ugh, he fucked up, Brandon. He fucked I'm up. Fucked Done. Up. Fucked up, A.A. Ron. Yeah. He's so fucked up. D-nice. Uh, Denise. God damn it. Uh, that was one of the best fucking skits <laughs> of all time. Uh, so, yeah, takes his face off. Uh, and then he's like using some weird little viewfinder looking binocular scope thing. And he sees Marty Jr. walking around. Panel. Yeah, at first I thought he was like going to try to take a picture. I was like, oh, is he going to He's gonna take a picture and use that to recreate the look? Marty, you don't understand. I was molesting your little boy. Whoa. And I have to stop him before <laughs> I he turns you. <laughs> Why I brought you to the future? Because I spent decades molesting this child, and now, <laughs> now he's committing mass murders, and, and he's going to jail, and you've got to stop I, I talk, I don't, why didn't, why don't we just go back and you don't molest? No, 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 no. No, Marty. We don't have time for that, Marty. No. You understand, Marty? Could be massive repercussions. <laughs> but Doc, we, we got a time machine. We've got nothing but, no, 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 Marty. It's not about my molestation. It's about the results of my molestation. You know what? It's it was just- an experiment, Marty. <laughs> I'm a scientist, Marty. Have you seen the butterfly effect, Marty? Because the kid molesting in that movie. Anyway. Marty. <laughs> I did not fuck them. We fucked together. <laughs> we were in love, Marty. Actually, he fucked me. <laughs> I, I briefly let him fuck me. Yes, Marty, it was an experiment, but we must get it stopped. Most it. people have their experimental phase in college. Mine, well, is in my 60s. It's a science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Everybody said that Sexual orientation is just looser in the future, and you know when in Rome <laughs> in 2015. I know I did actually go to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly thought that that's how he was going to get to it because I I remember watching I watched the first one so many fucking times, and I watched two and three a lot, but apparently not near as much because I knew that he pretended to be his son in the diner. I know that scene's coming up, but I was like, he's going to take a picture and they're going to use some, like, replication thing to make him look like his son. No, he's just, like, spying on him to make sure the timing is going to work out, yeah. right? And then he gets this little box out, and that's the clothing. Yeah. Here's your, here's your costume and the shoes that tie themselves and the jacket that, like, sizes itself. He has um, to flip his pockets inside out. Yeah. He has to pull the pockets <laughs> All out. All the so kids wear their pants inside out, Marty. That's how you. That's how you show that you're uh, open for business, as they say, for sixty-year-old <laughs> well, you know, scientists to he whisk al- you to Rome. This is one of those predictions in this movie. Um, pants inside out. Uh, oh, that it, was in the eighties. That was a crisscross. Well, nineties. Well, that was no. The pants were backwards. That was backwards, not yeah, inside backwards. out. Right. Well, yeah. Now they pants are actually. I think they're talking about nodding to how low you sag them. Low, yeah. Oh, well, I'm real low, Marty. That's right, Marty. It means you want to get fucked in the ass, if Marty. Your, if your jeans aren't hanging below your butt cheeks, Marty, then people think you're a square, Marty. 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 <laughs> it's just so close. Um, so, yeah, they throw Jennifer into the trash. <laughs> just fuck this. We'll come get her later. Don't worry about She'll it. She'll be fine. Wait, 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 wait. If, if I got to go do this mission and pretend to be my son, why don't you just sit here in the car with Jennifer? No, 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 no. She's got to go in the trash. <laughs> you don't understand, Marty. Trust me, Marty. Uh, I've been down this road. This is how it's got to be. <laughs> I've seen this. Wait, are you just going to go fuck some other... No, 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 no. I'm late. Yeah. 
I'm paying by the hour. <laughs> I gotta go get uh, rejuvenation, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Damn, I'm late. <laughs> there it is. So, another thing that I just don't understand. Uh, they have to come to this exact moment. Like, he goes back to 1985 to say there's something wrong with your kids. And then here in the alley, he's saying uh, there was a, it was a robbery. Like, he robbed a yeah. bank or yeah, something. Yeah, he gets caught up in a robbery. He gets caught up in a robbery. And so that's why he's sentenced to prison. Two hours later? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the justice system, the justice moves system is a lot quicker now that we've abolished all lawyers. Or, uh, <laughs> Within two hours of his arrest, Martin McFly Jr. was tried, convicted, and sentenced to 15 years in the state penitentiary? Within two hours? The justice system works swiftly in the future now that they've abolished all lawyers. Now <laughs> they've abolished all lawyers. Which isn't a bad move. Get rid of them. Uh, the, the Eagles had that. Remember when the Eagles came back in the 90s with the Hell Freezes Over tour and they had the new song, Vaguely, Get Over It? Yeah. Get over Let's it. Let's kill all the lawyers. Kill them tonight. Yeah. That's right. They're calling for mass murder in that song. That mm. happened. That happened. Oh. Um, That's and right. It do- totally says that. It does it, say that. <laughs> I'm like thinking about that song. Yeah. Yeah. So, Get over it. But why do they have to do this? Get so so he could say, look, you failed as a dad. Jennifer, since you know, I mean, she she's just laying in trash all the time. You can't trust her. But the way you've raised your son, he's he's getting around. He's in bank robbery now. How about now? You know, go back to 1985, live your life. But when you have a son, I don't know, give a shit, be a parent. <laughs> like there's, you don't have to come to this exact moment to when he agrees to the deal to be a part of the bank robbery. You you. I, I just, I don't fucking get it. Like, you're so worried about fucking with time, but you, you have to come to this exact moment to fuck with time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it bit of a loophole. Also, while we're talking about the one we forgot to talk about last week. Uh, we covered a lot last week, but at the end when his parents come in, you know, because they're all happy because of his, what he did in 1955, they didn't ever think, wow, our son grew up to look exactly like that dude that showed up for like a week. Remember, Lorraine? He oh, tried to yeah. fuck his brains out, <laughs> but then he got us to fall in love at the day. Remember that kid? And then he played the weird guitar solo and like really made himself stand out as much as possible. And now yeah. our son, and we decided <laughs> to name him after him too. But remember that weird kid that you wanted to bang so much? And now our kid looks exactly like him. It sounds like him too. In fact, I think he's even dressed like him. How weird is this? <laughs> like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just ask Chris McGlover that question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is how he responds to questions. Yeah, again, any of his four appearances on David Letterman, it's quite a sight. But they, how how does that never get... That's just never mentioned. Anyway, so... The I mean, there, big, there's a lot of time travel loopholes in these movies. Yeah, like, it's impossible to time day. travel at all without some sort of thing, because, like... Uh, I mean, it's, it's odd. I don't know how... Uh, it's, it's 30 years, so would you... Remember, I mean, if maybe you remember him, cha- but it's you a, don't that like, life changing of a moment. I feel like you would. You would. I don't know. You'd remember the moment, but like, would you remember every you know specific you know specific? Well, yeah, of it? because she remembers at the beginning, even when she's fucking living out of a bottle of vodka and pissed off at her life, she remembers oh the dance, and that's when he kissed me. And if it was all about this guy that stayed with you, your dad hit with the car, spent a week with you, went to the date with, like kissed him in the car. And then he got you together, and then he played the fucking crazy guitar solo that brought everybody to a standstill. And then he talked to you in the stairway, and you were like, thank you so much for bringing us together. Oh, my God, we're in love now, and it's all because... Like, that's not just... You're not going to remember a redhead guy who tried to cut into the dance, necessarily, but you're going to remember Calvin Klein, who made such a huge fucking presence 
in this week. Yeah, well, yeah. Right? You got a point, yeah. Well, maybe uh, they don't realize that yet, but he didn't look like... He only looks like that now. You know what I mean? If he was like a baby or whatever, you wouldn't... They wouldn't know. Well, no, but as he grew up, he'd be like, he wouldn't just be all of a sudden 17. Like, he's going to look like him even growing up. Yeah. Well, the Calvin Klein thing makes sense because she knew him as Calvin Klein, and at the time, Calvin Klein didn't exist. And then as right. he came up... She, Someone bought him that name, underwear. That name would have like, hey. But he goes, but people call me Marty. Like, he says that in the first one, people call me Marty. So she, like, at some, at sometimes they call him Marty. Yeah. Even then. Um, and buying the underwear for him. Yeah. Like, uh, doesn't that trigger some sort of memory? Mm. Something. Calvin, got a point. Why yeah, does it Calvin would... Klein sound so familiar? Why is it every time I see this package of underwear on the shelf, I just orgasm and collapse <laughs> in the aisle of the store so hard? Well, she, she does. I'm sure she, she would buy a lot of it. No, then. no, she wouldn't have because she tried, once they kissed it, man, lady all of it. Away. She was just like, oh, nope, gone. Mm. Get your damn hands off her. Yeah. Point them point her lady boner at him instead. Uh so anyway, just just something I was thinking. I was like, should have brought that up last week. But we had we covered enough last week. Anyway, so I like when he's crossing the street, you see no landing zone. Yeah. yeah. I just funny gag, you know, we got no parking zone, no landing zone. Ha ha ha. I I dig a lot of it. Or how Side like the times. how they have like Ah, uh, God damn it! Who was the with the the mayor? That he was the janitor that became the mayor. Goldie, Goldie, whatever. Wilson. But then the posters are mayor, whatever the third. Yeah, it so was like, like it's his a family. Yeah. trait thing going on. I just like they put a lot of you know. I'll give Bob Gale a lot of shit about how much time he spends at that teat, but they pay attention <laughs> to a lot of details on this, you know, to really tie everything together. Uh, and I think it pays off, like. Carl Sagan said this is the perfect time travel movie. Yeah. They covered it better than anybody. As far as like the three different time periods they're in or the two alternate 85s the and the whole thing. And I mean, Carl Sagan would be, he knows a thing or two. So if you get his approval, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, it seems I to mean, be the consensus. The way he says it, though, he said uh, it's the best one that's out there because uh, maybe. Well, true, true, true. He, did, like, he, didn't, he didn't say this, well, is, this is perfect. but this is the way I would have done it. But yeah. You know, and apparently there was some other thing where they, uh, Doc Brown, in one of those like short films or something that's come after this, he he uses Carl Sagan as his alias. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Little dofta of a dofta thank you cap, cap, I guess, at Carl Sagan. So, yeah, we get the we get the marquee for Jaws nineteen with a tagline. <laughs> this time it's really really personal. <laughs> really really <laughs> personal. And the hologram and hologram shark comes out of him. He's like, ah, freaks <laughs> out, but it's just a hologram. And then he gets up. With, Still looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> just, it totally scared the shit out of him. And it's, it's directed by Max Spielberg. Max. Oh, really? Max I didn't Spielberg, see that. Which is Steven Spielberg's son. So they're like, it's because he produced these, so it's fun. He's making fun of himself. Yeah. You're right. Poking jabs. I, I, I made sure to write a note for you, Los, that uh, Spielberg's still making movies about Bruce Campbell's chin. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Steven's got so many, so much jaw that Steven Spielberg made 19 movies about yeah. it. Yeah. Got so much jaw. His son picked <laughs> up the torch and ran with it. He got so much going on there. Uh, so, anyway, he goes into the diner and uh, orders a Pepsi. Well, he, I mean, he's assaulted by the 1980s. Like, welcome to the cafe 80s, where it's always morning in America, even in the afternoon. Yeah, we got like <laughs> it's very Max Headroom, if you guys remember Max Headroom. Yeah. 
and they have a Reagan, have like the Ayatollah. Yeah. And Michael Jackson's playing. It's just like it's wanting to be the 80s, but yet your your servers are little hovering TV screens and things pop right up out of the middle of the table. So it's not very 80s at all. No. Um, and he gets a Pepsi and it was like 4275. That's why Doc gave him the 50. <laughs> yeah. And it pops up in this weird looking bottle. But we have drinks that now have bottles like that. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the, the, they're like a rejuvenator, the sleep or whatever. They just have like the yeah, yeah. one word in big letters up the sign. Yeah, um, with the yeah, weird screw off cap. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, but I do have a Pepsi here just because it's such a big deal with the yeah. Pepsis. Hey, Pepsi's good. Uh, I do like Pepsi. So old Biff harasses him because he he thinks it's Marty Junior. Yeah, and he's like, "Your dad's a butthead and your dad's a bitch." And he's like, "Why are you beating on George?" Why are you being so shitty on George? Like, I'm not talking about George. I'm talking about your dad. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting time travel, even though <laughs> that's my entire life now. I Somehow I'm always confused. Shucky darns. Um, but he does have the great line, say hello to your grandma for <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Which, kid. Yeah. And then he says it, yeah. Uh, uh, as Griff, Griff comes in, who he's supposed to meet, he has to meet, oh, yeah, skipped over that. Doc's like, go in there, order a, order a Pepsi. Uh, and, and, and Griff, you just tell him no. Whatever he says, just don't tell him no. Anything. Order a Pepsi and drink it, but don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Uh, yeah. Tell Griff no, but don't talk to anybody. <laughs> he <laughs> says, here's a 50. Like, he's a 50, because the Pepsi's 42.75, I think. I mean, they're not far off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, they're... <laughs> the, the, the taxi cab across town was $139 or something later in the movie. Like, the... the they're obviously making fun of... Inflation, but uh, pretty fucking. <laughs> it just bad. went really over the one top of the, with it. Yeah, one of the predictions that didn't come true. So, thankfully, so much. Yeah, if thankful. a fucking true. bottle of Pepsi is forty-two bucks, Ooh. I remember when and everybody's kid- still making seven twenty-five an hour. Yeah, is that right? Was that like a minimum wage? The minimum wage never moves. So you've got to work an entire day to buy a Pepsi. Yeah. Well, you know, fuck. Damn. Pepsi's when I was growing up, the the one the two liters were like a buck. So, yeah, right. They were all bucking. You can get, get them a, 50 cents out of a vending machine dude, in a were, can. I remember quarter of it when I was quarter, a kid. Quarter, quarter well, two. Quarter, well, the quarter were the, were the off brand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, the like most Dr. Pibb, Mr. Pibb. I ever saw in a quarter one was uh, Hawaiian Punch. Hey, Hawaiian which Punch? Was, good. I, I know. That, that was a treat. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought it was just orange soda. <laughs> you know, fucking Hawaiian Punch. That's actually got a name to it. Oh, god damn. I'm all about that. What flavor is it? <laughs> no, we didn't have flavors yet. Hawaiian Punch is just Hawaiian Punch. Oh, no, I was talking about the orange soda. Oh. It's just oh, colored yeah. orange. Is it the color or the flavor? <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't matter. It tastes like purple. But, um, so, Griff comes in, and he's like, you guys are related? What, do you think he called me Grandpa for nothing? <laughs> Butthead. Uh, so, somehow... What the fuck happens here that our Marty goes out of sight and Marty Jr. comes in? Because Biff, or Griff, Griff, the grandson Biff, pretty funny how they did that, right? But he's like, don't go anywhere. He's got to deal with his granddad and take him outside, whatever. And during that, Marty, like, I don't know. He goes somewhere and he's still in the diner. He's, like, behind the counter for some reason, hiding... Oh, because he sees because he sees his son come in. 
And he knows he can't be seen. Yeah, by he his didn't son. want to interact with him. So he has him. to hide. And then Marty Jr. comes in and Chris right. comes back in and confronts him about, are you going to do this or not? And. He has a girl crony. Griff has a girl crony with some weird, like, raptor-looking claw thing on her pinky that she uses to pick Marty Jr. up by the balls. I missed? Oh, I, oh. That was a girl? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, she wasn't too bad-looking either. No. Hmm. I mean... It- What's wrong, Fly? Uh-oh. You got no scrotes? Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Witcher. raptor claw up the taint. Throws him over the counter. I mean, that's some strength. We're, we're like not even ten minutes into this movie, and we've got severe nut trauma. Cool, gotta love it. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, Graham, what the hell am I paying you for? Oh yeah, Graham. <laughs> He's paying his own grandfather to wax his car. That's right. So, uh, Marty Junior gets thrown over, and he's like knocked out because he got picked up by the balls. Uh, oh, good. Just to say that makes me think you see planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yes. Where they they get picked up and they're I think they're in Wichita, Kansas, and Steve Martin's lipping off to the guy, fucking knocks him out. Yeah. And then pick grabs him by the ball. <laughs> later on, they're sitting in the back of the truck, and John Candy goes, "I've never even seen a man been picked up by his own balls before." <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what happens here. So while he's Junior's passed out. Marty, our, our Marty, I guess, takes his hat because he already has the jacket and everything and hops back over the counter and like shoves Griff, who's like, what did you become the physical type? Because he has to <laughs> overdo everything for future, for the future. Uh, future times, I guess. Um, and he's like, no. Because <laughs> all he knows is he's supposed to tell Griff no, right? Yeah. No. Ooh. No. What are you, chicken? Nobody. No. Calls me chicken. And that starts the whole chicken thing. It does. And I remember, like, Back to the Future, I knew about the theme song and the DeLorean and Nobody Calls a Chicken or Yalla in the third one. Nobody calls me Yalla. But I thought that was like a running theme. And it was didn't happen once in the first one. They just happen. brought it up in this one. And it happens like 5,000 fucking times in this movie. And it would, I, yeah, I could... I. I guess it's weird when something you watch as a kid. Well, I memory memories get weird. I didn't realize they did all the. I mean, since we've been doing this last episode, like I've discovered a lot about this movie that I didn't even think about before. Mm-hmm. That I thought this was all either done because two and three. At the end of two, you get a trailer for you get three like as clips if it was of three done because yeah. they did. They filmed them when they knew they were doing a sequel. They wrote and made them. At the same time. Two and three? Two and three. Uh, okay. Because I no, thought they did that with all of them. One came out in 85. This is 89. Three is 90. 90. It was summer of 90, I think, is yeah. what it said. Yeah. So they f- wrote him and filmed him. That's okay. why he has lines about Old West. My favorite. I'll never get to go to my favorite time period, the Old West. I'll just study women or whatever. And Just that's a, little, a little bit of uh, information to feed you. Before. Yeah. And he Doc has a shirt for most of the movie that's like, Cowboys on horses with a train, like oh, chasing a train that. or something. So like they're they're yeah. just setting up the third the whole time because yeah. they they wrote two and three they wrote completely together. Okay, that's good. I mean, because yeah, see, Marty, foreshadowing. I was yeah. not having sex with those children, Marty. I was in I the was, old west. I was in the old west, definitely studying women. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> studying women. Uh, so anyway, Griff calls, science. 
<laughs> it, it was like, what God, what, was that Pete Townsend's excuse when they found fucking child pornography on Pete Townsend? The guitarist for The Who, they found child porn on his computer, and he said he was he was doing research for the chapter of his autobiography when he for when he was he was diddled as a kid. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was his pathetic excuse. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't like diddling kids. I'm just researching. I was just researching it. How to write about when I was diddled as a kid? Did that play? <laughs> I think it did. Actually, I don't think he got in any legal trouble for it. <laughs> he didn't pull a, a god. Gary Glitter, guy who did uh, the song Rock and Roll Part Two. Bam, bam, uh, that's his one and only thing and then he got busted with like jeffrey jones level of child porn and ruined his career too he didn't have he didn't have that excuse at the ready like pete townsend yeah but i'm sorry pete townsend if you're gonna write about your about being diddled as a kid why don't you just i don't know write about being diddled as a kid why you gotta stare at (laughs) other kids being diddled well, I had to. Out of my car, old man. What? <laughs> Are you just clicking at random right now? Anyway, so we're getting off track. Uh, so yeah, he calls him chicken because he says no, and nobody calls me chicken. So he kicks Biff in the nuts. Yeah, so he does. A second nut trauma in the first ten minutes of this movie, right in the nerds. And and he runs outside and hey, I need to borrow your hoverboard. And it's like a complete recreation <laughs> of the scene from the first movie where it's the the little like box board, whatever we decided to call that fucking thing. Right. And so this is a box hoverboard board? with. Well, I don't know. It's got a fucking box on a it. Scooter. For no a scooter. A scooter with a box. Yeah. Old school uh, scooter. So he he steals this hoverboard from a girl and break again breaks the handlebars off. And goes hoverboarding away, um, grabs the back of a jeep that is it was in the process of landing, and old Biff, as I call him, there's something very familiar about this. Uh, as he's entering his sundown years, I guess his memory is slipping, but he recognizes oh, yeah. that this is the this is play not exactly. The scene is familiar. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, he's they're racing around. They're doing the, they're doing the same thing they did in the first fucking movie, and uh, he ends up like going over. There's like a I don't know if you call it a pond, just a water water like feature a, in a, front of the courthouse or the right. Yeah, like a fountain. I guess. Well, not did it have a fountain? in Oh, did it, it not have just, a, just, no, just okay? A, then just a, a pond. Maybe? Pond for lack of better term, but like water the Washington Monument water feature. Yeah, something like that. And he tries to go across it, and it's going for a bit, but then he putters out kind of like halfway across. And they're like, hoverboards don't work over water. Yeah, you bulge There you go. Hoverboards don't work on water! Unless you've got power! Unless you've got power! <laughs> now, that, that goon there, unless you've got power, is played by Jason Scott Lee. Now, who's that, you're asking? Who is that? Uh, he played Mowgli in the, the first... Uh, live action jungle book that they did with like the legitimate live action one they did and was that 90s early 2000s whatever i most knew him um i think he was in one of them stargate shows because they've had so many stargate tv shows but he uh he played bruce lee in the movie dragon 
the Bruce Lee story, <laughs> which is not in the rewatch, but is on the wish list because I watched that also a lot growing up, and I fucking love it. It's also got Lauren Hawley. <laughs> and, uh, He's okay. Jason Jason Scott Lee running around being Bruce Lee. It was, it was a fucking great movie, but there he is. Unless you've got power! So he's stuck. He's just standing on a hoverboard over the water. And the water doesn't look for... The water does not look like it's deep at all. And knowing that... Where no, the le- yeah, it, knowing where the level of the ground was originally, and they've just sort of propped it up to, to put a pond in, I, I would just imagine, why would you have a deep pool here. No, it'd be a couple inches or something. Like, <laughs> Get off your goddamn board and fucking... Walk it out, walk man. Walk away. But no, he gets through... He's standing... He's stuck... And they... And, but Biff... Biff's board has power! So he tethers his goons to him. Uh, it's not the battery. Yeah. Uh, battery! Yeah. He has this... He has this... He has a baseball bat that I think is charged. Like, has... Because he keeps hitting shit. Like, at one point he hits something it seems like it gives him a little jolt. Well, it's telescoping too, because it like because when they're in the uh, the diner, he pulls it out behind oh, his yeah, back, and you see shunk. it tele. Well, no, you see it like telescoping behind him. He doesn't. I don't yeah, think he flicks it out like a nightstick style. Out. Yeah, it's like presses a button, like, uh, voltage or something like a. I think it has something to do because at one point he hits something, and it's not like a breaker box, or it just doesn't hit something that itself has, but it seems like he almost has a little reaction to it. Like it's charged on the end of it yeah. for some reason. Why? I don't know. It's harder than a firecracker. Like when he, firecracker. What, when he swings it, like he, like it well, it, well, only one, like he hits a lot of shit. It might like amplify the, maybe, the power behind it. I don't know, it, you know what, what it I mean? does, but there was one point I was like, is it, is that got power in it? Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he has the bat and I don't even know why he tethers his goons to him. If you're the only one with the hoverboard that has power, <laughs> and can go over water, then just go fucking get the guy. Why do you gotta... So he has three little fucking bungee cables that he hooks up to his goons, three hoverboards, and they come shooting out over this little fucking water feature. And uh, so Marty just decides, fuck it, and jumps into the water at the last second, right as Biff is going for his big... Or Griff, Griff, sorry. Going for his big swing... And of course, he swung so hard that the momentum spun him all out of control, and all four of them go flying through the front of the courthouse, you know, crashing through and everything. Also, one of the the stunt doubles, uh, there was an there was an accident during this. They ended up flying into what, the pillar and oh. dropping down <laughs> and like breaking multiple bones. It was oh. a pretty horrendous accident, but they kept it. So if you watch Back to the Future 2 at this point, you can see like they're all supposed to be flying through the glass. And I think even when they cut to the interior and you see them land inside the courthouse, there are four people landing. But at the initial like they're- outdoor shot, you see one of them very clearly like fucking flying oh, into shit. a post. Yeah, so... Sorry that your body's broken. We're keeping the shot. Hey, he's a stunt, stunt person. That's, that's what they do. Uh, no, I, that's not even a bad thing. I'm sure the stuntman's like, you got to use that. I mean, I'd be upset. I'd want him to use it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but then they completely negate it in, like, in the next edit when that, <laughs> all, like, that character that just bounced off of a fucking column is now inside the building. They're like, listen, Ed, you, you, we just can't. He's the stuntman. <laughs> Ed? So, yeah, Ed the stuntman. It's like, bro, like, listen, man. No, no you gotta, you gotta use that shot. That's well, him talking yeah, to his, yeah, batter, his body course. cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, he's obviously taped up and uh, got a body, a full body cast, and all he just has one eye and a, a mouth slit. 
Yeah. And he sounds a little bit like uh, <laughs> Sly Stallone. I'm not an animal. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Eric Stoltz from The Mask. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Probably looked like him. <laughs> so he's standing there looking at his, ha-ha, I win uh, carnage that he does. And an old guy approaches him again, like the lady in the first movie, save the clock tower. Now, when you see the clock tower, you can see a chunk taken out of the ledge from the end of the first, you know, when he's trying to connect the cords, mm-hmm. Doc Brown's up there and the ledge breaks and that's how he falls a bit. Uh-huh. It's still in 2015. That chunk is still missing. Oh. I, I, little things. Preserve the clock tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no, no, there's no continuity error on this one. So it's, Well, it's, not in that part. It's not. There, 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 on, is, there is when it comes Ooh. to... There is when that person bounces off a column. That wasn't a come on, man. No. Well, that is it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty fucking big one. Uh, so, yeah. And you got to save the clock tower. But then we see the big hologram talking about how the Cubs won the World Series in 2015. Yes. And he's like against Miami. And he's more. It's not that the Cubs won, which I mean, they haven't done that for fucking ever. Uh, but it's more Miami. No, I mean, because like, the guy even talks about, yeah, the Cubs. And no, 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 I mean Miami. Like, he keeps trying to talk about something about Miami. Like, he's surprised that Miami has a baseball team. Right. Miami did, didn't have a baseball team back then. I don't think and they the 80s, have a Miami team now. Did not they? Have, they do have a baseball team they, now. Miami? It's Miami, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay Buck. Oh, but that's football. What's the, football. Uh, it's the Mariners? Mariners. Mi- Miami Mariners. Yeah, yeah. They used Miami. to be the Florida Mariners. Then they used to be the Seattle Mariners as well. Well, you know, sports team. Back in the day? That was, the, was that the opening scene from Basketball where they talk about how franchises move around? Yeah. The, the Jazz moved to Utah where there is no music. The Lakers <laughs> moved to Los Angeles where there are no there lakes. There are no lakes. And. The Raiders moved from Oakland to L.A. back to Oakland, and nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Great gag. Um, so anyway, he's talking about uh, Miami. And so this movie predicts that the Cubs would win the World Series in 2015, but the Cubs actually did win in 2016. Yeah, it was close. That was a big deal. But Parks and Rec predicted that the Cubs would win in 2016. Oh, did they? The show Parks and Rec predicted the cubs win when did they put out that episode uh it aired in like 2014 or 15 uh see i don't think that that holds as much weight they put out the i mean at that point in 2014 or 15 the cubs had won a world series in what 80 something years <laughs> like it was just a great yeah because it's they're the scenes they're filming take place a bit in the future you know because it's like where they if the last season of parks and rec they always cut ahead and show you everybody's future so uh, it's like Oh, yeah, everybody's just been in such a great mood since the Cubbies won the World Series last year, mm-hmm. and they talk about 2016, and then they actually did win in 2016. So they, they got it right. And, yeah, I guess Back to the Future 2 is only off by one year. Not not bad. Not Should've bad, went back 1989. Should have went back in time and put some money on the Cubbies. I mean, maybe maybe the the rest of this movie and the, uh, the events contained herein Who- changed it. Who plays it. the old man that talks to him? Uh, the, like old oh, Biff? Uh, fuck! There wasn't even a note about that. He's like I don't remember. Like I thought, I thought, I thought it was so Billy too. Crystal from fucking. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and Princess I went, Bride. I went. I went through even like the on IMDb the 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 cast list. He's not listed at all as a member of the cast, but he does a he does like a voice later in the movie, and he. Does, I mean, I think he's just. Uh, it was like a cameo of something. But um, 
so he's talking about, yeah, I wish I would have, I would have, I could go back in time and, and put money down on the World Series. Wait, what'd you say? I wish that I would have bet on this game because 100 to 1 odds. I mean, you could win a lot of money. See? And that gives him this great idea. Ooh. But then that's when old Biff sees that there are two Martys running around. Yeah. And, uh, he also he goes to a the antique shop. Well, he he sees the DeLorean. He's like, he also, "Hey, I remember. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen a DeLorean in a, or whatever he says." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell is going on here? Yep, that's what he says. He's so he's getting them. Marty goes and gets the almanac from the antique shop because it's 2015. The almanac covers 1950 to 2000, right? Yeah, 50 to 2000. Yeah, and. The uh, the woman showing it to him makes a note of the dust cover, which comes into into play later. That's right. That the it dust has cover. A, it, this has this thing called a dust cover, which hasn't been needed since we started making books out of something. Something out of, out of I don't, really. Yeah, but there, there's a few continuity errors about that book specifically, and we'll get to those. Yeah, a little hey, bit hop later. on in, man. Take over whenever. So he gets the almanac. Old Biff knows what's happening. Uh, here's even here's them talking about traveling through time. So Biff, old Biff, puts this whole plan together, and they go to try to get Jennifer out of the garbage, <laughs> and the cops are there. And they're like, "Oh God damn it! Well, you know, it, 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 they're taking her home, and uh, she there. There are only two possible scenarios. One is they see each other, and the shock makes them both pass out, or two... It could completely unravel all space and time and create a fucking paradox that will destroy the entire universe. Uh, obviously, worst case scenario. Great, Doc. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so now they have to follow the cops back to Jennifer's house. Well, to Jennifer and Marty's house, right? Because they don't have ID. He does even have a line about nobody carries IDs anymore since it's all like DNA and thumbprint scans. So, like, the cops scan her thumb and know that she's Jennifer McFly and she lives at this address and she's 47 years old. And they're like, 47? That's some good prostate, or that's a good whatever, because same thing uh, Doc was doing to keep himself looking young, right. rejuvenation or whatever, because obviously she's 17. So, uh, get her to the house and get her inside the house because they hold her thumb on the pad to open the door. It's like, you got to reset this so that your lights turn on when you get home or it's not good to be not in a safe. dark house or something. Not safe to come into your house without lights on. And then yeah. they're like, lights on? Yeah, lights on. And then the lights turn on. And uh, yeah, they talk about how they're in, they're not in Hill Valley. They're in Hill, Hill Dale. Hill Dale. Hill Dale. And this is where you get tranks and whatever else. Like this is the shit neighborhood, obviously. Um. Yeah, so we get Michael J. Fox plays the daughter that comes down the stairs, which I didn't know until we. Saw I that saw trailer. that in the credit. Yeah, I was like, he plays her too. He plays her too. Mom, mom, is that you? And they, told which is what he always says when he wakes up. He said it in the first one. He wakes up in the room in 1955. He says it in this one. He wakes up on the 27th floor. Mom, mom, is that you? They definitely um, used a voice actor for that. Yeah, they absolutely used a voice actor. Or they like sped up his voice. But it no, no, it was it was a voice actor. Um but it's weird the way he acts like his he as the daughter gets to the bottom of the stairs, Elizabeth Shue hides, obviously. 
And then Lorraine and George get to the door. Grandma and Grandpa get to the door. And the way he's, like, just, like, shifting his body around is so fucking weird. Like, yeah, it was very much, did you ever see Queen of the Damned? No. Good, don't. <laughs> but, uh, Aaliyah? Is that the the pop songstress from the early two thousands died in a plane wreck? Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, she plays the queen of the damned, the the titular queen. You're talking of the about damned. R. Kelly's uh, mistress, Aaliyah. She was too old for him. Oh, too <laughs> old. which one was uh, the? Which one are we talking about? Aaliyah. I don't know. I I just know that she plays the queen, and the way she walks, like every time she walks around, she has like got some sway. I, I know that you're supposed to be a vampire, but. Every other vampire in this entire movie is just fucking walking, all right? Whatever this weird little shifty... But that, the way that uh, Michael J. Fox was moving on this, just like, your grandparents show up at your door. What? what did anybody did notice the weird, like... I, I know people can't see what I'm doing here, but like the weird, like, head, full body jerking around. I don't know. It's just fucking awkward as shit for whatever reason. But they have a scenery channel... Where, uh, Lorraine's like, oh, this window is broken, but you know, instead of a window being broken, it's a it's a screen, but also it's a pull down projector style screen. Which I'm sorry, if you're trying to be super futuristic, you're not gonna have it. Broadcasting beautiful views 24 hours a day. They have a scenery channel. To the scenery channel. That's right. Which may, as we record here in in We're low low right studios, now. his TV has a like screensaver, I guess. That constantly changes pictures from around the world anyone, and any, art. and Anyone who's got a Chromecast will know yeah. what we're talking about. They know what it is. It's uh, Chromecast. Yeah. It just plays uh, like just wallpapers and it just rotates yeah. around yeah. based on your so, likes. So it's very much like the scenery channel. Circle back real quick. Aaliyah was briefly married to R. Kelly. Was she? Yeah. Very briefly. They got it annulled uh, like a year later. When he peed on 13-year-old girls. Bro, uh, so I was well, totally right. Didn't she write a fucking <laughs> no, album? No, you said Mistress. Well, no, they, they got they were gonna get married or whatever. Married in ninety four and old in ninety five. Yeah, and then didn't she like write an album like that? Like what? Are, uh, pull up some of her albums and you'll you'll see. What I don't they, know that she had many because she like was just starting and then died in a plane wreck. There's like love is just an age or something. Ages. Oh uh, shit! Love really? Love is just an age. Or age is a uh, love has ages. no age or something. <laughs> I mean, shit. if you're gonna be with R. Kelly, that's got to be your mentality because. He loves peeing on on young girls. <laughs> what? Uh, oh yeah, age ain't nothing. But you went to court fucking multiple times yeah. for it. Age ain't nothing but a number in '94. <laughs> and dude, <God> damn. <laughs> the signs were there. And look, if you look at the album cover, this is totally. If you guys have, you have to pull it up. Pull up the album cover for "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number." Who is in the fucking background? That is R. Kelly, fuzzy in the background. Oh shit. <laughs> so, it, does this album have uh, the only song I know by Young Aaliyah, Nation is the name of a track on there? Young Nation, yeah. The only song I know by her is "If at First You Don't Succeed" or "Dust It Off." Dust it off. You dust, can dust it off and try again. Yeah, because I think that was from the Doctor Doolittle soundtrack you can dust or something. It off and try again. Try again. So was that her, was that her talking to R. Kelly because he had to take, make multiple piss tapes? You don't <laughs> succeed. <laughs> His bladder shy. And piss again. <laughs> You can dust it off and piss again, piss again. <laughs> well, there you go. A little bit of uh, trivia for you. Man, see? Educational. We're an educational show. Um, <laughs> so here's here's where Lorraine's telling a story about, oh, you're, 
your father and how he flips out anytime somebody calls him a chicken and it got him into that car wreck 30 years ago. And if he if he wouldn't have done that, then he wouldn't have broke his hand and he wouldn't have given up on music and blah, 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 blah. And so Elizabeth Shue's hiding in the closet this whole time, much like R. Kelly, and uh, <laughs> listening to all this. But uh, Old Biff has the almanac. Because, all right, so Doc goes to drop off Elizabeth Shue. Wait, no, he goes to get Elizabeth Shue? He goes to get her back, right? He's going to go to the house and get Elizabeth Shue back. Marty has to stay with the DeLorean, but he doesn't, of course. He wanders off. Yes. And Old Biff... Takes that $137 taxi ride. Yeah, all the way to Hilldale. All the way to Hilldale, just just outside of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets in the DeLorean and immediately takes off. Like he, I mean, I get it's a. He bumps in. He bumps He a runs into a the fucking dumpster. So <laughs> Marty, who, I mean, he didn't like take off, take off. Marty like wandered. They're parked at an intersection. And he got out and just like took a right and is just kind of walking down the street around the corner. Yeah. You didn't hear He's the door close. You, you didn't hear, hear the, the car start up. You didn't hear him run into a fucking dumpster. You didn't hear the jet thrusters of it taking off. You didn't hear any of this? Apparently not. So Old Biff, and also, so I'm sure Old Biff knows how to drive old cars, and this one's been modified to operate like a current as a 2015 car, and I'm sure he's lived the whole time, so he knows how to drive that. I'm okay. I, I'll give the movie that much. How the fuck does he know how to operate the time circuits and the flux capacitor? Or enter up a date. Exactly. How does he know that's what he's supposed to do? How does he know that he needs to go exactly back to this point and how to get the time machine back? He doesn't. And they don't ever touch on that. He just takes off on it. Come um, on, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Yeah, there you go. So they're all buttheads so they're all having dinner and I, I do love this and i think this is a pizza hut sponsorship where she has the little like itty bitty little pizza disc that she puts in hydrate to 400 percent and well, two seconds later that comes out and everybody's like is it ready yet which fucking funny gag but it looks like it's half pepperoni half green beans no uh green peppers you think it was green peppers yeah. it looked too straight though they all look like green peppers i know you can cut them long like that but they always have a little bit of a curvature because of the pepper. Like these look straight. Ah. This oh, they're like fucking like French style green beans on a pizza. Didn't look good for a pizza anyway. No, so. it didn't. It looked it looked fake as shit. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the Lego movie has had more realistic looking pizza than this. It looked fucking terrible. Some Play-Doh shit. But they're all sitting around eating pizza and we get our opening line of nobody hydrates a pizza like you, mom. Because obviously there's a cooking secret to putting something in a machine <laughs> and saying hydrate. Oh, that was the time. I over-explained a joke. But he gets a phone call. A little uh, WAP action there. A little hot. Wet-ass pizza. Wet-ass pizza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't cook. I don't clean. Let me tell you how I got this ring. It's my wet-ass pizza. <laughs> That's right. I know exactly one line from that song. Like, and that was there's it. a line about like rubbing your nose in the crack like a credit card. Oh, swiping like a credit card. Swipe it like a credit card. <laughs> I mean, look if, if you're g- if you're gonna eat it, eat it exuberantly. You don't go big or go. Don't half ass it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and fuck you. Um, so he gets. A f- <laughs> So 
so sorry, just trying to do that like the the live TV thing where you have to keep trying to start the next line and wait for the wait for the laughter yeah. down. So so uh, you phone call during dinner and it's needles. Needles? Needles who's played by Flea. Now was this in the first one? Uh, needles is not in there. I don't remember. How's it hanging, McFly? Exactly, we get that. But when they hear, when they say needles, Elizabeth Shue, hiding in the closet, still goes needles. Like she knows who needles is. Needles. Well, they tie it all together at the end because needles is uh, needles is responsible for egging him on in the first place. That makes him roll his truck and changes their whole life. Which okay. Is okay. The reason why, right. which is the reason why Doc Brown actually brought him back for this for this little spot. He, this is this was all planned. This was all planned. This was all planned, Marty. When according to I my calculation, needles from rolling your truck, and I've got to get needles into my arm. Because if, <coughs> if if needles never challenged you to that race, I would you wouldn't have those children, and I wouldn't have molested them, and I would never get laid. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of my own <laughs> cock here, Marty. Marty, you understand? It's about me and only me, Marty. I am 67 years old, and I've never gotten laid, Marty. Once. Not once. Marty, you doc, understand? Doc, Doc, But it's my kid, Doc. You understand, Marty? The beautiful. The golden hair. Thank you for complimenting our family. I don't know. <laughs> ew, doc! You, you, you. Doc, it's a little weird, Doc. Whoa, whoa, where did you go there? <laughs> it's a little weird, Doc. Oh, so I'm from New York. What? Oh, I'm Marty from New hey, York, hey, Doc. your collection's a do. Jeez, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to skateboard all around, and I'm going to fucking crash a bunch of goons through your front window. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Rick, right. you don't understand. So Needles is talking to him like he just got to do this thing. He's like, no, because it's illegal. But just do it. But it's illegal. What if, what if uh, Jits, Jits, Jits? I can't remember what they Fujitsu. call it. Fujitsu. The guy's Fujitsu, but they're saying Jits. Uh, what if he's monitoring this? What are you, chicken? So again, yet again. What are you? Nobody chick? calls me chicken. So he immediately. Plugs his car, in, which if everybody knows that about you, then you'll they'll get you to do anything. No, I'm not gonna fucking take my cock out and start beating off on the side of the road downtown. What are you, chicken? Well, I guess I'm gonna get public <laughs> indecency tonight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I it's, ain't no chicken. Here's my dick. I, I know chicken. Watch me choke it. <laughs> Who's a chicken now, Marty? <laughs> oh God! Of course, Doc would show up during this. What are you doing, Marty? Sorry, my, my my watch went off. Is there an underage dick out over here, Marty? What are you doing? <laughs> Don't stop! I didn't say stop. <laughs> no, I need this for uh, science purposes. So, of course, he puts his card in the machine. Not a euphemism. He does not swipe it like a credit card. Cardi B. Was that Cardi a, B? Yeah. A hard doc. Yeah, uh, and then immediately Neil's like, thanks. And then Fujitsu comes on and is like, I was monitoring that call and you're fine. Make a fry! Oh, yeah. Oh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty Make bad. Make a fry! If we're in the future, dial it back, Zemeckis. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's pretty bad. Make a fry! You're on fire! Come on. <laughs> All right, I listened to it and he didn't he doesn't go McFry. He does say McFly. 
He definitely can pronounce his L's a little better. Uh, he, uh, it's bad. Make a fly! <laughs> it, it's pretty cartoon. And that's it. He gets like three lines, and it's just like, Hey, 1980s audience. This is what a Japanese sounds like. Um, so it gets fired, and he's like, "Check your or check the note I sent in your fax machine." Okay, faxes. No, nobody, nobody uses fax in this 2015. Definitely, nobody's using fax in future 2015, where everything's done by thumbprint and well, you can hydrate a pizza and all this other I, shit. I did miss on one point too earlier. They were using a newspaper. Uh, to so I had a, phys- a physical <laughs> newspaper in 2015. Yeah, man, it was being mm-hmm. phased out a long time ago. We hardly have them now. Yep. In 2020, that's right. How do they have them in 2015? That's right. Um, no, but anyway, just, just but the point of the fax machine is that he has like 20 of them. Yeah, it the you're fired in big letters is coming out of the wall. He has two back to back right there by where he was taking this conference call. And then one in, was one it in, in front the of the house in front of the house. I think is that so, where yeah. she, she peels that one off and she actually sees She's it. She's like, what is this? Oh, it's an office gag. <laughs> but then, so what do you do? What do you do when you get fired from your co- corporate position? What do you do? You know what I do? I sit in a dark room and I play a really out of tune electric guitar unplugged. And, uh, and that's exactly what, he does. what he does. And he he plays a very shitty little little snippet of Power of Love. Is that what is it that is? What? It is Power of Love. <laughs> he plays for just a little bit on a horribly out of... Like, they probably just went to the pawn shop right before they shot the scene. <laughs> and just... But, like, the, it sounds it terrible. as is. Just, just do it real quick. Like, it's not in tune. He has a giant amp right behind him. <laughs> and it's not even plugged in. Nothing. He's just sitting there... And he does like five seconds of power of love, and that's when she comes in to be like, "What is this? What is this?" Uh, and confronts him about being fired. So, uh, they they do get Jennifer because Doc gets to the window. Put your thumb on the yeah. plate. Put yeah, I, the door's locked. You gotta put your thumb on the plate. Or no, it has no handle. Has no handle. Yeah, put your thumb on the plate. What plate? He just runs off. Uh, Biff drops the DeLorean off right as they're running back around that corner. But not only do we still not know how Biff can use it, we don't get any of that, but they run up to it. It's still smoking. Like, there's still smoke coming out of the back. It's obviously just very recently time-traveled and been used. That's and right. they, don't, they don't think anything of it. He's too busy talking about, I'm going to have to get rid of this time machine, and I'll, I'll never get to go back to my favorite time period ever in the Old West <laughs> and just study women. <laughs> That's right. What? But he's too busy talking about I can't go back to before laws existed and be a creeper, and he doesn't notice that like there's still time travel smoke and ice on this fucking thing that you were like touching and dealing with. They they get to the back and do something and then they come climb inside on, of it. Man, that is a pretty come big come on. on. Also, we know that the time circuits have where you are, where you want to go, and where you gonna where be? you were. The third one's where you were. They would see where Biff, old Biff uh, just fucking came from. Yeah. Got a point. It's all right fucking there. <laughs> yeah, but it's also messing up because he's uh, the time circuit's all fucking He up. did have to hit it and be like, oh, I need to get this damn thing fixed. <sighs> I guess. I guess in the realm of like you can use a line to explain away some stuff, maybe I'll give them that part. 
that it's still smoking and covered in ice well, from that, having, that's in hard scene, to, having to, time uh, travel. I'm not giving him that. That's hard to defend. In this scene, he didn't. Uh, it doesn't show them refueling it essentially. Which from the first one, you have to refuel it after every trip, right? Well, yeah. And then at the end of the first one, when it runs on trash because of the Mister Fusion, but he still has to reload it. Yeah, like he comes back to the house and has to throw in the banana peel yep. and the Miller High Life and the <laughs> shit. So yeah, they didn't. Biff didn't fucking refuel it before he took off. Yeah. So. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So anyway, when Biff lands and he opens the door and he, he's like struggling really hard to get out. Like he's. He's hurt. He's hurt. And he's like trying to get out and he breaks his cane. Yep. As he's jerking out of the car. Jerking it. But anyway, so as they're taken off in this DeLorean that they don't notice has recently been used. Then we also see a little short clip of like old Biff, like trying to hold himself up on a car. And then he just collapses. So what they were doing here, it was something that was written in the storyline, but as they were filming, they, they, they cut out. But since he went back and gave 55 Biff the almanac, and 55 Biff turned into 85 Biff with the fucking horrible uh, casino and the Yeah, that's where the, the time right, splits. Right. Abusive relationship. Well... They wanted to work on a story where Lorraine finally got so fed up, she shot him. Oh. So him getting back in the DeLorean and like wincing in pain and trying to hold himself up on the car and all that was him being erased like Marty and the, the picture in the first one. Because he, what he had done in the past had mm-hmm. altered, and now he's going to get shot. Oh. He's going to get shot before he gets to 2015. So 2015, old Biff won't exist. Mm. So he's being erased. Yeah, but see, that's that's the paradox. It's a paradox, Marty, right there, because if he never existed, like, well, he doesn't exist now, but does that mean he never existed? That's another right, story. So then if 2015 Biff never existed, how did he get the almanac back to 55? That's why time travel movies always, no matter how you do it, no matter how much Carl Sagan loves it, yeah. will always have a paradox. Always. You can't change something... Like that, that huge in a story, and if it affects exactly. your like life, you were talking about in the in the last episode. Like, how is he not know everything? What his the memories of 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 what he's done now, and mm-hmm. like, if if he's still the the same Marty from the beginning of the movie, then where's the Marty that this new Lorraine and George had? Where's that fucking Marty then? Like, then you know, like there's there's. You were talking about that, like how does he not? When he wakes up at the end of the movie and everything's perfect, he doesn't have any memories. Oh, right. uh-huh. of that new life. And so, if he just came back, you know, time traveled to that point, he doesn't take over the Marty that would exist in that new 1985. Correct. He would then be there as well as that new Marty. So, where's that new Marty? What the fuck's going that on? That Marty there? is him because that, that's the thing. So like he he comes in and sees him like uh, almost get shot by the Libyans, drives off. <clears throat> yeah, but he time travels there. So and then that one that person is him. It's full it circle to it him. It can't be though because he time he come, goes from eighty five back to fifty five back to eighty five, but he doesn't just reassume his own body. Like he is existing outside of this other timeline. So there would be this new George and Lorraine that he helped get together that became successful no, would now have he, a new batch of kids he, and there'd be a new Marty. <clears throat> no, he takes off. Marty takes off and sees himself take off. 
And as far as any, if anybody comes back, that's that Marty that took off because a Marty comes back, Morty comes back and he's seen, now he's seen himself. And that's the paradox that he, that I'm saying that, um, yeah, I'm saying there's a paradox in these movies because the way the movie explains time travel, when you go, when you use the time machine, you don't take over anything. Like you just exist in, in that time that you traveled to. So at the end of the first movie, when he gets hit by lightning and races off and ends up back in 1985 and goes and saves Doc, or doesn't save Doc, but, you know, finds Doc still alive, all that, and then gets home, there would be, starting from the new 1955 that he created. Yeah. And the new way his parents met, and the new timeline he started with all that, there would be another George and Lorraine life and another batch of kids. And assuming it all plays out essentially the same way, like it did where he has the two older siblings, there would be another Marty because it's another timeline. He started. So at the end of the first movie, when he got hit by lightning, he just transferred to this new 1985 and there would be another Marty there. And he's just jumping into their, their timeline. No, there's no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That's how it is. That's what we talk about in this movie. Alternate timelines. And he jumped into an alternate alternate timeline. That's the paradox of time travel movies. Anyway, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, you're, I mean, you're not wrong. Every every time travel movie's always got to have a paradox. And we'll have this exact same conversation when we get to the Terminator movies, I'm sure. Because every time travel movie's got to have a paradox. Yeah. That's a long way away, though. It is. Oh, now. my God. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean... It'll be our kids taking over this podcast by that point. Uh, so anyway, uh, what the fuck were Biff and the DeLorean? Yeah, Bull- bullshit, 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 bullshit. That, a whole lot of things to worry about with Biff and the DeLorean. So um, they they drop Jennifer off at her house and they just put her on the porch because they're back. They go back. They get back to 1985. No problem. The DeLorean hasn't pulled a DeLorean and stopped working yet, and they just throw her on the porch swing. Like, I'm sorry, this is your girlfriend, and as you know, future wife, you're just really okay with just, yeah, we got stuff to do. Let's just drop her somewhere. <laughs> like, just fucking throw in this poor woman. But as he's walking away, he's like, I don't remember bars on these windows. Uh, and he gets to his own house, and there's a padlock on the side gate, how he usually gets through to go back to his room. So he claw, climbs over the gate and goes through his own window, and there's a poor girl laying in the bed, and she wakes up screaming, and the dad comes in with a bat swinging at him. Like He's like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong house. You goddamn right, you're in the wrong house. No, I'm sorry, it was all a mistake. You goddamn right, it's a mistake. And so he's like running away, and this dad's just swinging the bat and breaking everything. And he gets out of the house, and the dad's like, "You tell that damn realtor company I'm not selling." Whatever the fuck that means. I, like I always thought that was supposed to tie in somehow. Like I don't know. there would be a line about because he goes here, and then we get he goes to Strickland. There is a deleted scene where he runs into his brother being drunk in the gutter. But then he ends up at Biff Tower. Like, it's all in the same neighborhood. So I thought there'd be something about, like, hm. Biff is trying to buy up all the land to expand his casino or something. But well, I don't I think mean, that ever gets brought up. That makes more sense than anything right there. But they don't ever touch on that anymore. So, yeah, he's running down the street, and there's, like, a fucking cop car that's 
wrecked up on top of another car and there's two two chalk outlines head to head like a mat or a double homicide scene just right in the middle of the street there um so he's like yeah well this isn't the 1985 yeah and so as i said he goes by he finds strickland's house and he's like i'm marty mcfly i don't know who the fuck you are <laughs> just last week you put me in detention the school's been shut down for fucking 10 years what are you talking about and i love how strickland's got six the, years or so yeah all right so Strickland's got the the like the ammo belt, Rambo style, yeah. and a bulletproof vest over a bathrobe. <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing. But so Strickland's holding him at gunpoint, literally, as a car comes by and does a drive by. Yo, Strickland, and, yeah. and just shoot it out like, goddamn, what happened to just egging a guy's house? <laughs> Fuck or teepee. But they shoot it up, and he gets distracted by firing back. <laughs> Yeah, slackers. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's a slacker. So Marty gets to run away from whatever all that shit was about. And then you find the Biff Tanner Museum. So the deleted scene that happened right here was he comes across his brother Dave, like drunk in a gutter. and Who, who runs into who? Marty. Into Michael his? J. Fox. And in this after he leaves Strickland's house oh, he gets and runs away, he comes brother. across his older brother is like a drunk hobo in the street. Nice. And, uh, Does it allude that he has an older brother in the first one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always wear a suit to the oh, office, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, duh. Sorry, sorry. I, I yeah. fucking blanked on that one. But okay. uh, the the sis the the actress that played the sister was pregnant at the time and couldn't do a role. And yeah. I don't know. They just were like, yeah, let's just just not mess with not, it. Not go with it. Really. But yeah, his older brother is supposed to be a hobo, like drunken, laying in the street, and he's like, what? What the fuck's going on? And he's like. He's, he's the one that says something I, I don't remember because I, I just had to read it. Obviously, it was never filmed, but something, something in the Biff Museum over there. And that's how he ends up. So, uh, But in the, in the movie we see, he leaves Strickland and just runs right up to the Biff Museum yeah. that has, which does introduce Mad Dog Tannen, which we find in part three. So obviously they knew about, or of course, they're filming together and we're setting up the third right. one. And... Uh, the goons come up again because now they're the casino because it's like museum, condo, tower, casino, all in one thing. And uh, the goons come up. Billy Zane. That's right. Still fucking knocks him over the head. Knocks him out. And he wakes up again. Mom? Mom, is that you? <laughs> well, you're safe here now on the 27th floor. Mom, Mom you, floor. you're huge. Mom, you're huge. Because <laughs> again... Checking out his mom's tits. Yep. He's he's an Oh, yeah. At the very, very beginning when, when Doc is using the viewfinder to check out Marty Jr. walking down the street. Marty Jr. spinning around. Check out them tits. Yep. Girls he's walk a, by. He's and he a has tit to, guy. It's the, it's the thing with the McFlies. We can't help but check out tits. Look at them tits. Say hi to your mom for me. No? Yeah. It doesn't apply here. But say hi to my mom for me, maybe. But <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, la, 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 where am I? Fuck, I scrolled too far. Ah, well, so he yeah, wakes up on the 27th wakes up floor, 27th with his mom. floor, mom tits, and then Biff comes in. He's like, I, I've wasted too much money. You're supposed to be in Switzerland, you little yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, Boarding why, why are you or here? something, right? And I waste too much money on your kids. And she's like, I'm gonna leave you. And he goes, If you leave, I'm cutting them all off. Yeah, your daughter's credit cards, she's gonna have to do with those herself. You're fuck- that handles the, the paradox because he's supposed to be in Switzerland. So the 85 
which is supposed to be his... Man, you're his, really trying to handle this paradox. Well, the it's supposed to try to make sense of uh, somewhat, but yeah, the 85 Marty of this timeline is in Switzerland. Okay. Right? Do you think from 85 to 20... They're in 2015 right now, and you think... No, no, this is 85. You're right, you're right, right, right. This is his... But this is what they call 1985A, alternate. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, his but, alternate... So the original one at the end of the first movie, would, he wouldn't be in Switzerland. Right, no, yeah. This is the what happens as a result of Tannen uh, 55. getting... Uh, from 55. Of the almanac, not the of almanac. The, the just the way the first movie ends with the punch. Right, it, this is from the almanac. Yeah, the al- almanac future. So yeah, this is uh, an alternate history... Um, so she just yeah. But how does he ever get back to his? Th- how does he ever get back to a, 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 a reality that's just got one uh, Marty in it, one timeline? That's probably why time travel will never exist. I don't know how you answer that. <sighs> you don't. You're supposed to be in Switzerland, you little son of a bitch. There he is. All right. Kind of wish I was. I hear it's beautiful there, mountains and shit. Uh, speaking of mountains in Switzerland, uh, we're we're. Sidebarring a whole bunch. The the one and only time I climbed a mountain in my life was just outside of L.A. It's called Mount Baldy. But it was me and a buddy from Kansas and then another student from the music school I was going to who's from Switzerland. So we're, like, climbing up this mountain. Not, not like, hand and foot, so steep it's climbing a, trail, a mountain. Steep hill. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a steep trail, like hiking up a mountain. And obviously we're Kansas kids. We It's flatter than <laughs> shit. Tech, literally flatter than a pancake. They've somehow mm-hmm. figured that out. Proven. And so we're struggling our way up this mountain, and my fucking buddy from Switzerland whistles the Indiana Jones theme the whole time, like thumbs hooked under his backpack strap, just... <laughs> and just, like, casually walking up the fucking mountain. That's Switzerland. Mountainous. Mountainous. This is like his backyard him. He's like, oh, good. My <laughs> homeland. And just, yeah. like... Thumbs in his backpack and just like ho humming up a fucking mountain. Anyway, Switzerland. It's John Williams, oh, isn't it? It is, of course. Uh, all right, so Lorraine can't leave him because he cut the kids off. Oh, he was right. I was out of line. The usual abused uh, excuse. It was my fault. And so then he's finally like. Nobody gives me straight answers. What happened to my father, George McFly? Yeah, the George McFly part. He's in Come the on. Same, he's been in the same place he's been in for the past 12 years. Elmwood Cemetery or whatever Oak, the name of the cemetery Oak Park. was. Oak Park, thank Oak you. Park. So then we get, and here's where I'm like, does Marty McFly, his entire acting is, hey, my voice cracks and I don't know how to walk. Like, he's always, like, stumbling or... Oh, just look how awkwardly I go through this, you know, because in the cemetery, he's like walking against this and he's looking around and he kind of half trips here and he stumbles over that. And it's just like that, that that's his thing. He can't talk or walk ever. Uh, I don't know, just an observation. Well, he still struggles with that today. Hey, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! I think the crowd's still trying to decide on that one. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, they're they're I hesitant. Know. They're hesitant. I don't know. I mean, that was solid. That was solid. Yeah. So he finds out that he sees his dad's grave, where we find out that George McFly is born on April Fool's Day. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, this is all my fault. Biff overheard me 
talking about <clears throat> wanting to get the almanac and place bets on stuff. This is all my fault, and this is, uh, yeah. Hi, oh, you fucking get it now, Marty? You fucking understand? All these times I talk about traveling time is messing up space on continuum. You, you think I was just fucking bullshit? You think I was fucking cutting you, Marty? Yeah, I fucking just wanted to diddle kids, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was calculating. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man of science, Marty. I didn't invent this to make money. I invented it to travel time. And fuck women. And fuck kids. Sometimes. I mean women. Allegedly. Definitely. Uh, women of age. Consenting. Definitely what I mean. All right. So, uh, so anyway, the situation. Let's, uh, let's get back to that. Um, he, uh, He's like, I'm going to go ask Biff about this. Like, we got to... Basically, we've got to find out exactly when in the past the trade-off happened. We got to go. Because they have to go that. back to that exact moment. Yes, I. That's yeah, right. I'm now, go finally, a Biff. reason to have to go to a specific moment in time. Okay, well, I'll ask him. So he goes and Biff's in the office. You know, back at Biff Tower. It's like, yeah, this old man came in here. He said he was my relative, and I, I don't know why he spoke. I didn't see the resemblance. I don't see resemblance, but he told me that all I got to do is bet on winners. And I said, what's the catch? He says, there's no catch. And, I don't know why he's Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade. But uh, tries to shoot him. He throws an ashtray at him. La, 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 la. He takes a book of matches. That's important. Mm-hmm. Oh, sort of point. Takes a book of matches, uh, gets out of there, and now he knows exactly where they have to go, right? Knows exactly, or when they have to go. Uh, also finds out that Biff killed George. Yeah. It's like you could just jump off the top of the, because, you know, a little bit of a chase. He out outsmarts the goons and ends up on the roof because he knows Doc's going to come fly and get him. And uh, But Biff sees the door closing, so he follows him up onto the roof. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and jump. Suicide's cleaner. What if I don't? He points a gun at him. Lead poisoning. Oh, my God. Two McFlies with the same gun. Great. Well, he calls it, what, poetic justice, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. So Marty just leaps off the ledge, and Biff's like, <laughs> well, that was easy. But then he comes <laughs> hovering back up because... He's on the DeLorean, and then Doc opens the door. As he's looking over. As he's looking right over and face. hits him. But, eh, yeah, and, and I get it, but... He still has a gun, though. <laughs> and also, that door doesn't open that fast. We've oh. seen it multiple times. Just pssst, That's not going to knock anybody out. No, it will not. Anyway, so they fucking... Come on, man. Hey, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Come so on, he man. gets in the car. I do love this line. You're not going to believe this, but... We got to go back to 1955. Great. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, so they get back to 1955. They park again behind the exact same billboard. I feel like I was just here yesterday. You were here just yesterday. I know I was crazy. Let me give you some money. He opens a briefcase and he has like all different currency different from different sections years. of money yeah. for whatever year they're in. I paid for a lot of hookers, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure <laughs> that I pay my hookers in the right currency. I don't want any questions. Don't want to rise. Any suspicion there, Marty? Yeah, yeah well, uh, nothing, uh, nothing worse than trying to pay hookers. She goes, why, 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 why in 19, 1955 that hasn't even existed yet? I don't... Wait, wait Doc. Wait. So what you were trying to tell me, Doc, Doc? Uh, yeah, what, what Marty? You, cover, what? what? You, uh, you, you like to fuck whores, Doc? Oh, God. Uh, well, of course God. I do. Any self-respecting man wants to fuck whores, Marty. Doc. But also, okay. Doc, I see you have you have you have sections here labeled all the way back to 1849. Doc, are you saying that you're traveling back to the 1800s to fuck hookers, Doc? Well, of course I am, Marty. Syphilis didn't exist, and it's a lot easier. <laughs> he 
wait, that's that's not a good joke. Syphilis has existed for a long fucking time. Eh. Anyway. They didn't call it that back then. <laughs> we didn't know it. We just called it the the pussy madness. <laughs> not a scientific term though. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh, they're back in 1955. Okay, so you've got to follow follow Biff. You can't, what does he say? You can't interrupt the trade-off. Like, old Biff has to make the handoff and get back to 2015 because we don't want to fuck with that. That still has to happen. Okay. So after the handoff happens, then you need to get the book by any means possible, yet again without seeing, talking to, or touching anyone or anything. Uh, so... He's like downtown, and uh, Biff Biff is being incredibly rapey again. Yeah, he's like cornering, uh, or not cornering, just got Lorraine on the sidewalk, and she's like, "No, leave me alone." And he's grabbing her. You're my girl. You're my girl. You're she- my girl. Yeah. Just uh, let's have it out. No, oh, no. Was- <laughs> uh, just yeah, he's being super rapey. Uh, he apparently apply. Uh, Applies, subscribes to the Mike Tyson school of thought, where Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's famous quote is, I'm going to fuck you until you love me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's obviously Biff's mentality. Uh, so, like, yeah, Marty gets in the back of the car, and old Biff and young Biff are in the car, and old Biff's trying to, he drives him home. How do you know how to start? Nobody knows how to start my car but me, and how do you know where I live, old man crazy, and... They're talking and all that, and they don't realize that there's another person just fucking in the back seat for some reason. Yeah, and, you know, and all that's just being covered is a... Uh, like, he's just laying out on the floorboards of the back seat. No, uh, Marty's not in there just yet. Well, but uh, in that scene... It is when they drive back to the house and park in the garage. Yeah, he's just, he's, like, in between... He's, like, I think he's on the seat itself with just a blanket. First, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because when he throws, uh, he throws the oil. Once he picks up his car, it hits him, hits him in the nuts, and that's when the old man comes Talks up, I think, him. or whatever. Yeah. But in that scene, if you'll notice, uh, the car doesn't have a rearview mirror, oh, but later it does. Oh, it, de- it definitely, yeah. and it comes into play yeah. later for yeah. sure. Just something to, to catch there. Damn Continuity error. Well, come on, that's man. right. That's right. So, hey, the, that's bullshit. They have the whole conversation. Um, and they leave the garage and lock it, and so Marty's stuck in the garage, and he radios Doc. Cause they've got the, the the greatest radios ever. Yeah, they go miles and they miles could and fucking miles. talk all the way across town through buildings and everything. The fucking best radios you've ever seen. Uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm stuck in this garage. Come get me out of this garage, right? All right." So, but before Doc gets there, Biff comes back out. Where are you going, Biff? I'm going to the dance. When are you going to get back? I'll be back when I get back. Whatever. Like, his grandma's yelling at him all the time. And so he gets in the car. Marty has to... Like, he's out in the garage, obviously, but knows Biff's coming back, so hides again, just in the back seat. Best hiding spot ever. Yeah. And Biff takes off to go to the dance, and that's when Doc pulls up on his bicycle. Oh, God damn it. Well, he just... Yeah. Oh. What? He just missed him. Just missed him, yeah. right. In fact... As they're leaving the driveways when he's pulling up, like they just pass each other. Um, so then Marty's in the back seat and they're driving to the dance. Again, he doesn't notice. Not only does he not notice that, but Marty's like sitting up and talking to Doc on the radio. He calls Doc, him on Doc, the radio. I'm in the, I'm in his car. We're on our way to the dance and he's got his almanac here. And, okay, Marty. Oh, okay. Are you 
fucking serious that this whole radio conversation is happening in the backseat right behind you and you don't notice. I know his car radio's playing. Benefit of the doubt, it is a convertible. The top's open, radio's on, but But you would notice sound conflicting with the sound of the radio. For sure. I don't yeah. know about like that. That would, make I mean, us, that would make us stand out more, I feel. Like when you're in the <laughs> stuff. It's not like they're going, Doc, hey, Doc. Like, they're not even trying doc. to whisper. Like, you know, hey, if doc. they wanted to be a little more with it, they could have had it interfere with the radio and have it come through. You know what I mean? And, and so have him be like, the huh? radio's being weird. Because honestly, that's what I was expecting for something like that. And then when I found out he's just doing it and he's not going to catch it, and he's and just talking, not it's like, come on, come on, come on man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking come stupid. Come on. Uh, in fact, I have that note. Come on. It's bullshit. Um, this is bullshit. Hey, that's bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, then Doc, uh, Doc ends up downtown or down at Town Square where other Doc is setting up the experiment ah. and uh, runs into himself. Some sort of other experiment. That five eighths, that five eighths wrench. Oh, don't you mean three quarters? Uh, I do. How did you know that? I've, I've done some of these myself. Or, you're doing some weather experiment. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Completely talks to himself, then gets on a bike I'm and rides I'm a bit off. of a scientist myself. <laughs> he doesn't... Okay, first... <laughs> at first, he tries to disguise his voice. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, you can't find it. can't find it. <laughs> it's too late now. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know how the 55 doc doesn't recognize... Like he, well, he had his back to him most of the time, kind of, but but, but when he was the, riding away, he did like he have does that. have the exact same hair, <laughs> yeah. and I know he was sort of standing on the other side of a lamppost, but he doesn't even disguise his voice. Like, I'm sorry if if there was another me, if some I would think something was in that the way that interaction went. Some what? Don't you mean three quarters? Why yes, yes I do. The fuck. Well, don't don't you mean neutral? Oh, I do mean the neutral. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> How did you know that? Um, so anyway, down. So then we get to the dance. We got that fucking saxophone song again. <laughs> fucking saxophone song. Haunt. This this trilogy isn't helping. <laughs> the fact that that's been stuck in my head for 30 years. But then we do get a cut of, of Biff Goons are spiking the punch, which yeah. is why why we had some whiskey here today. And they're looking at girly mags that, ooh la la. Ooh la la. la. Oh, ooh la la. But uh, Biff's outside flipping through it, and Marty, or he's looking at a girly mag, and Marty's going to reach up and try to get the, because he's hiding in another stairwell, and you know he's gonna try to get the book out of his back pocket. But yeah. the right then, Strickland comes out and Biff like homework, Tannen? No, it ain't homework because uh, I ain't at home. <laughs> <laughs> Is that liquor I smell? Uh, I wouldn't know what liquor smells like because I'm not old enough to drink it. I don't yeah. think there was a drinking age back then, was there? Eighteen. Oh, it was eighteen, 18. back then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Strickland takes the book. So Marty starts following Strickland now. Mm-hmm. They get back to his office where he has, I would say it's spiked coffee or something, but basically it's just fucking straight up drinking scotch out of a scotch mug. Out yeah. of a fucking Which mug is actually what we're drinking today for our drink. We actually are out of the mug, yeah. We're drinking whiskey out of the mug. Whiskey out of a mug. Whiskey out of a mug. I 
Got no rhyme for mug. I just pet a pug. There you go. (laughs) That's right. And Uh, I got a uh, new uh, pair uh, of Uggs. uh, Something something to note, though, right now, since uh, you brought up the Almanac again. Um, It's in, actually, well, what you think that uh, Strickland grabs is... Is the oh, yeah, uh, ooh-la-la, but it's in the dust cover again. Right, but we're not there yet. We we're not there yet. Not, not quite there. Right, right, but just just, just keep you're it in jump, mind. You're jumping keep it guns. In mind. Keep he it wants in to mind. talk about that dust cover. I do, man. Those I got a thing for dust covers. He does. I, yeah. I've been to his house. He's got a thing for Everything dust has a dust cover. I have dust covers for my dust covers. He does. Wow. Oh. So it's sort of like the pocket protector protector, mm-hmm. but for dust covers. You never be, like can be too careful. <laughs> cell phone protector protector. Yeah. Uh, all right, so they're in the office, and he's like under the desk, and he's trying to reach up to get the book, and that's when he like Strickland moves his chair and pins his hand, and it, I mean it's just a whole bunch of like visual gags. How do you not hear book. somebody in, exactly in the same room? Oh, you can't tell like oh my chair is now pushing against something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would know that that doesn't feel like wood. It felt like you crushed. Humans something. have senses for a fucking reason, and you would be able to. T- you could smell this person. That's I just got it. You smell. Sure you'd hear sweating, something. Yeah. You know, like he's wearing leather. He's sweaty. Like th- he smells like he's, he's from been, the eighties. <laughs> he's been traveling time for the past week straight. I don't know when the last time he washed his balls was. I mean, there's going to be some stench going on. Yeah. Something, but I guess Strickland is drinking straight scotch, so I don't know. But he fucking leaves the office and throws the book in the trash can. So Marty's like, oh. He has that look of like, no, it can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. And he gets the book, and then he flips through it. And yeah, it is just the the dust cover over the Ooh La La magazine, which means that Biff still has the book. Doc! Doc, I don't have the book. But, well, where's he could be anywhere by now. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh wait! That, I know where he's at. That whole climactic scene from the first movie, what that is happening right now at the exact same moment that we intentionally came back in time to be at specifically is happening. How did I forget about that? Oh my god! So, the whole George McFly's uppercut from way down low, knocking Biff out thing happens, and uh, so then current Marty. I guess uh, how we call him goes out there and breaks everybody. All right, everybody, give him some air. Give him some air. Here, give him some air. I know CPR. What's CPR? And he just grabs the book out of the pocket and runs off. And guys, like, did you just take that guy's wallet? He just took that guy's wallet. <laughs> uh, also, wallet guy. Uh, actually, he's I guess he's known as CPR guy, but wallet guy. This is the uh, the bug expert from Silence of the Lambs, the one that tries to hit on Clarice when she's there asking about the moths. Really. Yeah, huh. in the rewatch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Excellent. In, t- in twenty uh, twenty thirty five, yeah. something like that. <laughs> I like how we both went with thirty five. Awesome. Um. So yes, yeah, honestly, I'm just Doc's trying to fly out from behind the billboard. Gets tied up in a flag banner mm-hmm. or flag, whatever that that shit is. Um. And then, and then Marty's hiding from goons that are chasing him, and he goes under the table, and his hat falls off, so he has to reach out and grab the hat. What is that from? There it is. That's a, quite a literal doft of the cap, <laughs> if you know what That's I mean. So there's also one scene that I don't, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but as a guitar player, and it was like he's starting to play Chuck Berry, uh, from 55 whatever and so our Marty 
is walking by and he looks over and sees himself playing guitar and goes, hmm. Like a little, a little pleased <laughs> at his own guitar I playing. Do, I would do that too. And like, I was like, right. that's such a guitar player thing. I don't know if they intended to put that in there, but that is, oh my, I mean, lead guitarists are pretty egotistical. So getting to see ourselves would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't know if, how that, that's, that's how I took the scene. I was like, that's amazing. They put that in there because I would do the exact same thing. So he he knows that the goons now think that the one on stage is the one that they're chasing. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'll get him when he gets off stage. We'll get him when he gets off stage. And so now he has to stop them from getting the other him without any, again, don't talk to, touch, or see anybody. Um, so he climbs up over the top of the stage because he sees a bunch of sandbags. It's I was like a, the ones that you feel like that's when you you know when you're really with a chick and you. you oh feel yeah, it feels boob. like bags of sand. <laughs> yes, there's a bunch of of a bunch of boobs, boob mockups, boob mockups just hanging there. Uh, I was a theater kid, and we had curtains and all that. We no 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 sandbag for for a counterweight situation going on, but that's like a common trope in movies. And I just but don't think that high school theaters are have, they not large enough? Maybe. What? Like the curtains to need a, it's a counterweight? It's not even the curtains. You just, like curtains in your house. You just pull on a little string. And well, a but, yeah, track, but, well but those are the ones that go horizontal. I think yeah. the counterweights are more for the ones vertical. Because ideally I the counterweights like would weigh. Thing. Like we needed to move sets really fast. Like big set pieces. Well, you wouldn't need counterweights to go for lateral movement. That no. would be easy. But if you had to like lift up that heavy Curtain I and guess. it's like thirty feet by fifty feet. I just don't know why every heavy. every movie with a high school stage yeah. always has the sandbag gag. But he drops the sandbags on the goons. I, I would imagine they'd be a little more injured because those sandbags are like and there's a lot 40, of forty like fifty pounds each, at least ten bundled up together. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of weight dropping on your head. Whew, yeah, that would have killed those kids. That probably because not only that, but. The first time isn't enough. He pulls the rope up and drops oh, it the yeah. second time. <laughs> yeah, there had to be some nut trauma him. in there, right? Oh, most likely nut trauma. Nah, no neck trauma. For neck sure. trauma okay. for sure. All right. Uh, and then when the the guitar playing one gets off stage, he just like glances down, and goes huh, and like skips over him and moves on. Like well, nothing to see here, I guess. Um, so he gets out. Thinks it's all clear, right? Got the almanac. Uh, stopped the goons from hitting the other me. My parents are fucking. Everything's great. And gets outside, and then here, goddamn Biff again. Fucking Biff. Fucking Biff. And he want, He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. You and me. You and me. We're gonna fucking mano a mano right now. And he says now and starts to walk away. And he's like, what are you chicken? So what is this? Chicken. The fourth time, fourth or fifth time in this goddamn movie where Drink. this this yeah no shit. <laughs> Uh, where this chicken thing comes up that they just brought out of nowhere for this movie. But so, of course, he has to turn around to try to fucking confront Biff. And that's when 55 guitar playing other 1985 Marty comes bursting out of the door, hitting him with the door, knocking him to the ground. And Biff goes, there are two of them? And then takes the almanac back and takes off with it. So he gets up to the roof of the high school because that's where Doc is meeting him. Again, the DeLorean, oh, shit. Yeah, he got the book back. He said knees. So then I, I think I remember this most is the scene of Biff on the highway and the DeLorean over him. 
I don't know why I always fucking love this so much of them like flying over him. Uh, and and Marty's like, let's go fucking land on him. Like, let's, oh, yeah. let's crush no, him. Let's go fuck him up. And, and Doc's like, uh, Marty, he's in a 1946, or he's in a 46 Ford, and we're in a DeLorean. He'd rip through us like we were tinfoil. <laughs> ah, I love it, because they acknowledge that DeLorean suck. But uh, old cars steal. Like, this is a, that's yeah. a solid fucking piece of American craftsmanship, and we're in a pile of shit. That's not going to work out. Well, I mean, the outside stainless steel. Well, good. How's that going to... Stronger than the steel they use. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it does get struck by lightning quite a bit, and it holds up, so... You're goddamn right. Uh, So, all right, we got the hoverboard out, and we're following Biz, right? He gets down, hoverboards around, so he can, like, sneakily... Do his skateboard trick. But Mean, that, meanwhile, this thing has to be making some fucking noise. The it's, hoverboard? It's a hub, uh, well, the hover, the hovering of some kind of the car itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. How does he not notice this fucking flying car? And he's got a rearview mirror, so there. And he, now, yeah, as opposed to earlier in the movie, he has since installed a rearview mirror in his car, right? Yeah. Yep. So he, he does feel like when he finally attaches, Marty finally attaches... And he yeah. kind of makes it tap, and he looks around a bit. But you he, feel he feels your you feel your car when you're sitting, in, and he felt that for a moment. And but he gives up. He's like, "Huh, nothing." Yeah, nothing. And moves on. Uh, and then Marty makes his way up the passenger side, and like cautiously opens the door. Like, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> driving down a fucking highway. I'm gonna notice if my passenger door, where the seat is empty, suddenly opens. There's no way around that. No. So yeah, do it as slow and carefully as you like. Buddy. And it's an old car, like solid metal. It's going to be loud. Yeah. Like just, just the mechanism shock. opening it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, like, he opens it and tries to get the almanac, and Biff sees it, and there's a whole fucking thing. And, like, they go through the tunnel, which I love this tunnel. This tunnel goes up to the Griffith Observatory. Okay. Up to Griffith Park in LA. Used to go through it a lot. Um, so I don't know. I, just, I, I guess it's. I didn't realize how much of these movies were films like, oh, I was there. Oh, I've been there. So he does. He starts swerving, trying to shake him off. We got we got a bit, not quite, but some light Tokyo drifting going on. Okay. Trying to shake him around. Um, and so he does this pretty fucking sick move. Uh, since they're in a tunnel. And it's curved, right? So he uses the oh, hoverboard, the hoverboard. To, to, to like cartwheel sort of over the hood of the car and grab the book that it ended up from the, the previous struggle. It ended up like on the hood under on the, the windshield. On the windshield or something. Yeah. yeah. So he like hoverboard s cartwheels over the hood and grabs the book as he ends up on the other side of it and comes to a stop. And Biff gets to the end of the tunnel and turns around. And then they have the little showdown. Well, hang on. You missed a part in there that that I really liked is when he started uh, sneaking up the driver's side. Uh, oh, right. And Biff, and Biff sees pre- him. Well, he but he pretended like he didn't. Yes, kind of smart on his point, and then just timed bows, it. Dude. Yeah, he and threw an elbow or something. Fucking Muay Thai elbows yeah. in his face, dude. I was like just, shit. I was like, yeah. So like the whole first movie was presumed on like the one punch knocked the dude out and changed the course of entire history. But this one, like you're hammering elbow heat. Elbows him and punches him multiple times. Like, he beats the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's pissed off, man. 
hanging on the side of his car. Like, what is what? That's like the worst gnat ever. Just get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> well, he's determined because he's already seen like the scores come true, and he's like, oh shit, this is my future this is a here. Real thing. Yeah, and now you're just, trying to take it. Well, he just got knocked out uh, earlier in the night, so and he's, he's driving mad. home, licking his wounds, and he's pissed. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm going to have your daughter at the mall. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he, uh, it's, they're stopped. Biff gets in one tunnel and then turns around. He's racing back, back down the tunnel to get Marty, who's trying to hoverboard. And right as he gets, gets out of the tunnel, the flags drop back down. And he grabs flags oh. so Doc can lift him up out of the air, and Biff runs into a manure truck. Dun, dun, Shit! Dun, <laughs> Shit! I hate manure! <laughs> of course you do. Everybody does. Nobody yeah. wants manure on them. I'm sure there's a small amount of people do, but yeah, most yeah, people maybe. are like, yeah, Fe- no thank you. Fecophilia is a thing. Not to kink shame anybody. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. No, that should be a. Sh- we should shame. We should, shame, we should them. shame that. There is a difference between fresh, warm human shit and a truckload of horse manure. All right, so <laughs> fucking get your kink in check. Is that, is that what you're saying? That's right. <laughs> Not all shit kinks are the same. Not all shit is equal. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Oh wow! Where the fuck were we now? Okay, so we get back to Shit. Lion Estates. Everything it all has to be around that fucking oh, the gateway yeah. to Lion Estates. The because they built those gate pillars again. The, what did we? What did we decide we were calling that last week? The gateless gate. The gateless gate. Yeah, of just the big stone on either side of the road. And they curve around the corner, and they have a giant lion statue, very Ghostbustery, sitting on top of them, and uh, but yet nothing else. What do they call? I'd, what do they call the beginning of like a house when you open up the door and it's the, uh, the entryway, the foyer, foyer, foyer. What if that's foyer. the that's the, the the street foyer, subdevelopment foyer? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they're at the Lion Estates foyer. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the store like. Since Marty's been hanging on to the, the flag rope the whole time, Doc lowers him back down enough where he can finally get on the ground. And then he's trying to trying to maneuver the, the DeLorean, but the storm and the lightning's fucking with him and he radios like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fly away and circle around and come in. I'm gonna have to approach from the south. Gotta have to approach from the south, Marty. Doc, Doc! This isn't one of your uh, massage parlor trips. I don't need to hear about you <laughs> approaching from the south. Um, <laughs> but lightning strikes a tree right next to the DeLorean. He's like, are you okay? Like, oh, oh my God, that was close. I almost bought the farm. I almost, yeah, I almost bought the farm. And he's like, you don't want to get hit by... And then lightning hits the DeLorean because it's steel flying up in the air during a lightning storm. So, of course, it's going to get hit. Yes, right. So the, the, the DeLorean gets hit, but as it gets hit, it disappears. Like, the lightning forces a time travel. Because he didn't have anything programmed. And what were those symbols? Like, there are two like symbols It was like 99. Sky. It looked like, but a backwards 99. Like, some weird curvicue thing. Or it could have been, like, the path that he took. Like, we, we like see- a spiral instead of the flames on the ground. It was 
a spiral. And it's like going away from I didn't know if this us. was a, a, an actual symbol of some kind. Does anybody, is anybody like Robert Langdon, Tom Hanks well, from Da Vinci Code that can look at symbols? They were two nines, right? They were two nines? But they were, but they're backwards. Like he, nines, nines circled to the left-hand side. These circled to the right-hand side. Yeah, like a, a nine with a, a circle with a right semicolon uh, uh, parenthesis on it. It's right? weird. Like it's very. That's they, a nine. So uh, it would. Yeah, it's gotta like go. Like ninety nine. It's what? Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. GG. Made two Gs. Right? Uh, look, Mario, Mario, I didn't. Lightning storm. I didn't have time to land or save you or do anything about that. But I had time to play in this ornate sky riding thing to tell you that. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Definitely had time for all that, Marty. Um, I don't know. I just, I was just was curious if, if Robert Langdon, if you're listening, please tell us what sort of church conspiracy that symbol ties into. Well, did you know about none the of those good- movies are in the rewatch? By the way, you guys are okay. We don't have Da Vinci Code. We don't have Angels oh, and Demons. Bad. We don't have. Inf- well, speaking no. of like conspiracy, like uh, there's a 9/11 conspiracy that's tied into. Uh, the and Back to the Future too. Back to the Future one. And the first, the first one. They so it's uh, twi- the Twin Pines at one sixteen. Uh, you turn one sixteen around, it's nine eleven, mm. and it's Twin Pines. Ah. And then they get you know they got well. Hit then it becomes one pine because one of them got hit. Both of them got hit. The other one was taken. And that down. jet fuel melted both of them. Yep. Well, you know, there's that. Uh, <laughs> There's you got to watch watch the YouTube video. I don't want to say them all. Oh, here, but, okay. But <laughs> there's I, that YouTube you, video. If it hasn't been taken down, if if it did get taken down, it means it's 100. percent It's true. They don't they're want tr- to hear. Yeah. They're trying to suppress it. They're suppressing it because it was true. Obviously. Yeah. I don't uh, subscribe to it. I just think you know. I think it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So. The DeLorean disappears, and what we'll have to find out is uh, what whatever that symbol means. It's it's definitely a symbol. Like it, I don't know. Uh, so he's trying to talk to Doc, and the the he's he's gone. There's no more no more magic radio. He's not responding anymore. That's right. Yeah, uh, and then this car pulls up, and a man comes out and is like, "Marty, are you Marty? I have a letter for you. And I have something for you." And uh, goes into his uh, thing, and you think it's pulls, maybe like a gun, a or, gun something. or something. But yeah, he pulls out the letters. Like, yeah, we've actually been betting on this. It's been sitting here for seventy years. <laughs> they got a we pool going. One, yeah, we got a pool. Of, of whether you're real or even be here, I guess I lost. <laughs> that letter has been there seventy what? years, two months, sixteen days, and but does it just show up there in that new timeline that was just created? Because he got he got taken over to yeah it showed up magically in 1885 timeline. Well, yeah he he shows up in I guess I'd be a hundred years, but which in which at what point he writes that letter and sends it over to the uh, Western or uh, Wells Fargo right or whatever it was Western Union Western Union yeah. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but was it always in that timeline that he was just in? Like he was just sitting no. there waiting for him? No, that's stock changing. Appear? That's stock change. That's doing exactly... I think the moment he disappeared that everything changed and... Well, it would because he goes back to 18-whatever, but he does exactly what he doesn't want Marty to do in the first one when Marty tries to write him a letter and tell him what's happening. Mm-hmm. He does something that, since he's from the future, he does something in the past that he it's going to change. The course of time. Period. 
There's no way it won't. Like the only person, assuming Western Union is credible enough to actually just let this letter sit there for 70 years and only deliver it to this random Marty at the... Uh, Fuck, got him. I already forgot well, what we called the foyer of Lion Estates. That's right. This one night in 1955. Still, that's now a whole bunch, 70 years worth of Western Union employees that are now going to be talking about this. Like, then that changes. That's yeah. what the butterfly effect actually means. It doesn't mean that Ashton Kutcher got diddled as a kid and then fucking blows up a baby at a mailbox, like in that movie. It means that. I'm really disappointed that that's not in the. <laughs> we, bring it, we bring it up a yeah. lot it's not too late for it, it if somebody it wants to gift it, it to us it's definitely not too late for that to show up I guess it may have to happen but <laughs> I want to know this this baby blowing up in the, yeah, the mailbox I think yeah. I vaguely remember that from, from the movie yeah they I think blow I've up the mailbox once, and, and there's a baby in well, it well right a mother is carrying her newborn child to go get the mail right as it uh-huh. blows up so okay. it kills the mother and the baby yeah I remember that yeah and Eric Stoltz diddles them as kids. <laughs> Dude, we need he pulls to a he pulls a fucking Doc Brown and <laughs> fucks those kids. So but what butterfly effect actually means is now all these Western Union employees are going to be talking about this letter. And whether they go home and talk to their husbands or wives yeah. about it or go to the bar and talk to coworkers about it, like that little ripple's gonna turn into another ripple, gonna turn mm-hmm. into another ripple. Like that letter simply existing and that many people for that long knowing about it is going to change time. So Doc is now doing exactly what he always says he's never gonna do and doesn't want Marty to ever do, and wrote a letter that will change time, history, future, everything. But it does it just magically show up the second? Like think about the timeline he uh, that Marty's in. Uh, the the DeLorean gets hit by lightning uh-huh. and then boom, it's gone. Gotta go. And then it uh, all of a sudden there's a guy on his way to deliver this Wells Fargo fucking... No, there's a whole 1885... I keep saying 85. That sounds right. I think that's Because they're 55, is. right. So it would be 70 years, yeah. So there's a whole 1885 alternate timeline then where that letter has existed. So the Marty that's now been... standing on that desolate highway in the rain is now in an alternate 1955 because of the letter that was written as soon as the lightning hit and he got sent back to 1885 that that letter it's not like some guy's driving along and this letter appeared it's that whole thing changed and that guy that, had well, been that driving timeline, along with that letter the whole time yeah right. it already that exists time. that's what I'm trying to say it already existed like uh, yeah. number three we're going to find out the DeLorean is in this timeline that's in, right. in a cave yeah. um, the DeLorean was that always there during this whole time? Like apparently it was since the beginning of Marty's birth, even. And you know? somehow the fact that the DeLorean couldn't run in for two times in a row, but yet it could sit in a cave for fucking ever, and he can use that. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. uh, he he stashes it so Marty uses that. I guess well, if I haven't watched three again yet, but I think he because he wants him to disassemble it. He stashes it so that Marty can use it to get back to eighteen. Isn't that how he gets back oh, to the old west? Because he's still stuck in fifty five. Yeah, that's why he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. and that's why we didn't get to read or hear any of the letter. He just goes, "It's from Doc. He's alive. Oh my god!" Blah, blah, blah. But he didn't. We don't get anything out of the fucking letter, right? Because isn't it the letter tells him where he stashed the DeLorean yeah. so he can go find Which it. Which, it's not important because we know they know that we're going to save that for the next Yeah, movie. because then immediately what happens after that is uh, 
we get a montage of clips from Back to the Future Three where they're in the in the old west old western times, and Marty gets lassoed and drugged behind a horse, and he has to do a dance while people shoot at his feet, and ZZ Top spins their guitars, and <laughs> all sorts of <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's that's the main song in that movie. Is it in the third? I don't even know that. So yeah, the guy's like, "Do you need anything? Do you need any help?" And he goes, "There's only one guy that can help me," <laughs> and takes off running. So he goes, and now we get to the end of the first movie again, where Doc, the lightning strikes, the DeLorean disappears, and Doc's like dancing in the middle of the road with the twin flames, right? Oh, it worked, it worked, it worked, ha, 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 And then Marty comes running around the corner. No, I just, I just sent you back to the future. Yeah, I know you did, Doc, but now I'm back from, from the, the future. future. Great. Scott. And then passes out, end of movie. Yep. It's a good way to end it. Pretty good. Like, this one they definitely knew because, obviously, they filmed the third one at the same time, so they knew that the third one was going to happen, and so they... Well, able to leave a cliffhanger, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, we got all these stupid scenes from the third one, which doesn't make any sense, because 1989, if you're going to see this movie, why did, he passes out in the street, and then all of a sudden we get all these scenes of them in the Wild West. Like, what? I, do, I don't know that that would make me go, oh, boy, can't wait for that. I would just pick. Because they don't set it up. They don't even say, like, next time on Back to the Future or fucking anything. It just, all of a sudden, he passes out, and then it's them in the West, and it's a montage of clips, even. No, no, it says to be concluded. It says to be concluded. At at the end of the clips, though. Really? Yeah. So, like, you see him pass out, and then it's just clips of them in the Old West. So, like, give maybe a teaser, like a scene, something... Solid, but no, it is just clips. Well, yeah, it leaves you to wonder, like, oh shit, there's something else there. What well, the hell? I and then that, it ends with to be concluded. With just a scene, or say, hey, next time, or well, they did. They just they did they it put in it a different at the way. End. So as you're watching this, like the first time you've ever seen this, he passes out, and there's just clip, 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 like. What? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like, what? It's like, what the fuck is this stupid bullshit? Like, I feel that's that's really poor (laughs) strategy because you'd be like... No, because it sticks with you a lot more. fucking... Because it doesn't make sense, and then they hit you with it at the end, and then it makes sense. To be concluded. Instead of to be continued, like things say, to be concluded, it's going to come to an end. We promise we're ending this franchise as long as you ignore all the short films and video games and everything else. Because the video game we saw, we were watching the thing on that earlier, was, was, it was called Back to the Future Part 4. Yeah. So it, it takes place. It, it's weird, too, because what well, we were watching the, the beginning of it, um, it, it starts off. the mall scene. It starts off at the mall, but the car never comes back during the initial test. Einstein never comes back. And then That's Doc right. disappears. Uh, yeah, he fades from existence. Yeah. And then it goes into well, we didn't finish it. So, but the yeah. the games sound really interesting. The DeLorean eventually comes back, like but but uh but nothing in it or something. I remember, like it comes back and nobody's mm. in it. And then he's part like uh he's part of a cult, like uh like a citizen. Oh my god, citizen. like a 
Citizen Cope kind of thing. I don't know. Citizen Cope? That's uh, an artist. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, a Citizen something. Kane? No, I don't know if it's Citizen Kane, but where everybody's like zombied out and like. Um, like a 1984 type thing. Sort of, yeah. Like Metropolis? I have to buy the damn game. Superman? <laughs> Anyways. I have no idea. I, I don't know, but I promise you that Bob Gale worked really hard on writing that story. Yeah. No, All right. Bob Gale. All right. I don't know Bob who Gale. that is. The fucking co-writer. <laughs> We've been making jokes about Bob Gale. Gale. Bob Dole. Bob. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's the end of part Bob two. Uh, let's go around the horn here and, and, and discuss the... Okay, well, discuss our our thoughts and feelings about part two. Well, it's cool to like I've watched this. I've watched it back and forth. I think one after another before many times, and I never knew the the subtle nuance that those uh, reshots ever happened. I didn't know. I thought it was it was. I thought it was in the realm of uh, Star Wars, where it was done every two years. I didn't know it had so much time in between number mm. one and two. I don't hate this movie at all. I think it's fun. Nostalgia all the way. So, yes. Boom. I Boom. Find. Rewatch. All right. Yeah. It's got great uh, watchability. If you if you try and pick it apart for the, the time travel and everything, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Like like there's, they're all like, over. Unless the, you're Carl Sagan, apparently. He's, he gave it his stamp of approval. <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah. I wish but, I had a Carl Sagan impression. I'd try something. Right? Yeah. Uh, I do like it, though, like because it's um, it does kind of make you think. <laughs> You know, because time travel is not simple to begin no, with, and no. I think they they encompass that whole thing to get the average person to kind of think about it. Well, if I were to go back into time and do this, would it? But wouldn't it affect this? Like, it's yeah. just it just it it phrases everything very well. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it's definitely rewatchable. Now, given the option between one and two at this point, I'm going to say one all day, all day long, all day, or yeah, day. all day or a day. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I so I remember growing up with this. I even remember so this was 89 I would have been 7 when this came out. But I remember oh guys, we're going to watch Back to the Future 2. So I had to have been on video maybe 1991, whatever. Like I was at we were at a friend's house, meaning my parents' friend's house. They like to go to their their drinking buddies and us kids ran around and fucked off all day. Uh but like <laughs> we watched Back to the Future 2 and I just remember being like I didn't know it existed. Like it blew my fucking little kid mind that there's a second Back to the Future. Okay, so you had already seen one. I had already okay. seen one, and I had no idea there was a second. But I, then I remember, and then yeah, wait, there's a third one. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like you had I, lived a sheltered life I, prior I, to that, growing up on a farmhouse. But like, I I like it, and I apparently rewatched the first one a million fucking times, and this one like. I don't know, maybe five times because I I remembered yeah. it and I knew what happened, but rewatching it now is like holy shit. Uh, so yeah, definitely rewatchable, and I do like how they juggle three different time periods, but four overall different timelines, like two different nineteen. I mean, there's a lot, a lot going on, and they pack it in pretty tightly. They they do, yeah. I mean, anytime you're dealing with time travel, you're going to be able to pick it apart. But I feel they do a really good job of it, yeah. and they cover their bases really well. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, definitely watchable. So that's two for two. Woo! Two for two on this franchise with perfect scores. Yeah. Fucking A. Way to go, Zemeckis and Bob Gale. <laughs> all right. So that does it for us this week. Got the rewatch party. Find, rate, review, all that good shit. Uh, we are at rewatch underscore the 
on Twitter. Email us, therewatchparty at gmail.com. Uh, join us next week for the conclusion of the Time Trilogy with Back to the Future Part 3. Until then, I'm Nick with Los, Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. Say hi to your mom for me.